to a kind of long-awaited new episode of the Internet's Most Hated Mafia-Themed Geek Podcast. The Long Coat Mafia Podcast is I, the Reverend Godfather, the show's main host and frontman, who is still kind of sort of trying to remember how to do things because it's, once again, so far and between episodes. And in this episode, like uh, stated in the title, is not so much a reboot, but a reissue. And what do I mean like that? Well, a few weeks ago, I recorded an episode, a video episode, with Sasha, the Princess of Darkness, for an exclusive video podcast that she wanted to do and start sharing around on her multiple platforms. So, so be as it may, and I kindly asked her if I could share that particular episode, once she got her initial views and listens and so forth and so on, and she said, yes, as long as you provide all the necessary links and so forth and so on and so forth, and I figured, you know, hey, you said okay. If that's the pretty much the deal, so be it. And she said, there is one sort of kind of deal with this i said uh besides the usual rigmarole of waiting and uh uh providing links she said yeah there there's one thing uh one additional thing uh technically two you need to one provide any updates to uh what we talk about in the show if you remember and two you need to provide the intro and outro that i would like to use for my audio stuff so i kind of inquired she said well i have an idea for the intro and outro for the audio side of things and i would like to use that and i was i pretty much said you know what sure and she also asked like you you're going to shorten it down any bit it's like three hours and change long and i pretty much said well with the updates it's going to probably be longer than that so uh, no, I, I'm just going to leave it at three hours. I'm not going to shorten anything. So I'm just going to give everything so the whole context is there. So, well, either way, enough of me rambling. I'll see you guys and gals and uh, whatever on the other side of this shared episode. And you know what? If you want something shorter, you're going to have to wait a little bit, maybe a week or so, while I'll get the second episode I recorded uh, maybe about two weeks ago uh, after uh, a premiere I saw in Winchester. So stay tuned for that one. So either way, here is the episode I did with Sasha, the Princess of Darkness.
into it a little bit. It's like, ah, I hear you. All right. So, so you just said right. you had started, uh, recently watched uh, Victor Frankenstein. Yeah, ironically, just before we started recording this shit, this shit, um, I take it cursing is okay. Yeah, we're fine. I mean, all right. On. Like the first place this is going to is OnlyFans. So, so but um, uh, yeah, it it stars Hoffer himself and Professor Xavier. Dang, mm-hmm. um, uh, and AKA, Dan, I'm just moving the mic a little bit closer this way. Um, Daniel Radcliffe, I'm not sure who um, the lead is, who actually plays. Daniel plays Igor, and I forgot the actor's name that plays um, Victor, oh. uh, a.k.a. But you know what I'm talking He played Professor Xavier. Yeah, I always confuse him with uh, Ewan McGregor, but it's not Ewan it's not McGregor. It's not Ewan McGregor. But um, both, uh, I've always said, um, I know your opinions on the whole, the whole Harry Potter fiasco, but I have always been... Ever since I saw him in Hordes, I've given Daniel Radcliffe credit of trying to break out of that that Harry Potter mold, yeah, or that that box that he was probably uh, put in for seven plus, you know, eight movies or whatever it was. Rumor has and, it he might be MCU's uh, Wolverine. So, but like I said, I I'll hand it to him. The roles I've seen him in outside of Potter have always impressed me uh, from Horn- horns is a slow movie, but it's a good slow. Um, yeah. Cause that it, was written by um, Joe Hill, Stephen King's son. So I, I didn't know that, but it, it's a slow, it's a slow movie, but I love it. Um, he did very well in that. Uh, and that is the Emiko Emiko movie that he was in that he had this, the hand, hands kind of, Screwed on to a, a, a gun. Okay. Oh, head. okay. Guns um, of Kibo. Yeah. He he was, you know, he was good in that. He he sold the, the role. I think he's more suitable for dramas like Victor Frankenstein um, and Horns and more dramas than he is something more lighthearted. But I, I'm happy that he's always trying to break this one. And, I, and I've he doesn't have to me. He doesn't have like Danny Trejo status. Mm-hmm. Means like, oh, Danny Trejo, I'm going to stick around for about 20 minutes to see how this goes. Right. Or you know, um, Danny Trejo is like one of those guys. Um, uh, uh, who else? Uh, there's a whole mess. Like uh, Dick. Uh, he he was in Gremlins. Dick. Got his last name. Oh, oh. You know who I mean. I know who you mean. The, yeah, it, the, it, the it, other guy that works in the bank with him. Oh no, no Dick Smith. It, no, no, no. Uh, he ran the plow. He, he was, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, he's in like he's this character actor. He's like, uh, he's always in the same thing. And I'll post a photo of him every now and again, saying, "Here's your standard, you know, unsolicited dick pic." You know, it's yeah, I do that all the time. <laughs> so, uh, but. I see him. It's like, oh, I, I want to watch this to see where it goes. Uh, David Carradine is another one, and it's like I saw him to get off topic. It's like I saw a movie that had David Carradine and um, that other guy that we were talking about that we can't figure out the name. Dick. I'm like, oh, I gotta watch this because it's gonna be good. It's gonna be a freaking train wreck. I gotta watch this. I don't want to see how it goes. I'll sit in my seat for a few minutes. 
the, Dick Miller. That's Dick Miller. Um, there's oh, there's character actors like that. Um, uh, Tony Todd is another. I was like, oh, Tony Todd. I want to see how see what his role is in this because they tend to sell their parts and they're very, very uh, good good at their roles. I'm sure there's a, a bunch of female actors actresses, I should say, that for me are the same way. See how, what they they do. Um, but for me, it's mostly the guy actors that somehow solidify that. But with Radcliffe. If he's in it and it's a drum, it's like, you know what? I might stick around for a few minutes to see how he does and how everything falls. And this right. was one of those. The movie, in a way, follows everything prior to... Um, it's a different take on the Frankenstein mythos. Okay, It acts like a... It starts prior to everything instead of after everything, where a lot of the Frankenstein movies, it's, oh, they're about to jolt the body to, yeah, spoilers to Frank, freak it, freak spoil, spoilers, because the Frankenstein movie genre has been around for 70 years, almost 100 years now. Yeah. So you, you all know what happens. Just pick any freaking In Frankenstein fact, movies. Wasn't like the very first like film, and I want to say um the, the film that Thomas Edison put out was a Frankenstein film. If yeah, I think something like that. Yeah. But it's, everybody knows the story. And it always takes place when, pretty much when Frankenstein's monster gets revived and it goes from there. This movie acts more like a, uh, where the initial Frankenstein movies go from um, the the giving the creature life forward, this gives uh, and they have a little bit of a, a prequel leading up to that giving the monster life. This is more of a prequel and they just summarize everything else and they you hear Radcliffe as Igor saying, well you all know the story of Frankenstein and his creature, his more infamous creature. This is what pretty much happened prior and my introduction to his life. So it, it's it acts like a a prequel up to and up to everything that went into making the initial creature, and it hints at. Now this was where where I'll say spoilers. It hits hints at the whole Bride of Frankenstein type of what aspects. Yes, as well. Toward, it, it hints at that, like it's following the the Mary Shelley aspects, and it's following the the Hollywood aspects. It's universal, yeah. The Universal that homage, and it, it wants to. It paid homage to the Bride a little bit, like. Just in case there's that sequel that if we get to do that, we have something in place to kind of tie everything into together with. It works. I, I enjoyed it. It's like it kept me I won't say riveted, but it's like kept me interested throughout the whole whole film. Well, I mean, in that aspect, I'm very curious about that upcoming uh, Dracula that they have coming up. Um, Renfield or whatever it's called. Oh, yeah, with uh, Nicholas Cage. Cage. 
It's like that modern, almost like a modern retelling or something like that. Yeah, it's or, or, like him going to a support group complaining about his boss. I'm just like, yeah. It's like, wow. oh, hi, I, would you, don't let him in. <laughs> don't invite him in. That um, That's a wonderful, wonderful. If it's done right. And. I mean, can, it's Nicolas it Cage. It's Nick Cage. How can you do it wrong? You know, oh, you could do it. Nick Cage. Uh, out depending on some of the movies he's done are hit and miss with me. It's not him as an actor, it's more or less the movie that could be just like junk. So it depends. And instead, I have a whole crap ton of uh Nick Cage moves movies on my Voodoo account. Uh, why, why? <laughs> why why must I abuse myself so hey now we have unlimited minutes just so you know it was like <laughs> I 15, saw the pop up it was like 15 it was like uh, 15 bucks so That's $15 little man put that shit, shit in my hand did you see Clerks 3 yes I have did you enjoy it I kind of liked it. I felt it kind of. If you just it, look at Clerks, Clerks Two, and Clerks Three, it kind of caps off the trilogy. You know, I uh, part of me wanted to see more Dante. Not Dante. Was that or Do- uh, I think they done did her character dirty in regards to it. Yeah. Uh, was that uh, Rosario Dawson? Yeah, I think they did her character dirty in regards to that, but it does explain a couple of things that you see in like Clerks 2 and some of the other movies that have come out that start, I think the James Silent Bob uh, reboot movie, yeah. where that's t- when they're out front and they you kind of see Dante go in and open things up and he can't because everything's gum is jammed in a lock and you're like, why is, you know... Why isn't there anything, you know, why isn't Rosero there? But she's later in the movie as a different character. Mm-hmm. But but that allows for the fourth fourth wall break by Jay and Silent Bob. So everything kind of works out. But I still think they did her character dirty in that. Yeah, I, but I also think there was a lot to do with her being Ashoka now. Um, and her whole agreements with Disney. At least she was somewhat in the film. Yeah, but... Now I, I'm curious. Just I, with that, all the confusion with Disney, I I, I don't know what's happening with Ahsoka. I want to see what's happening. Uh, seeing her as Ahsoka in Mandalorian made me interested in the character a little bit more, and I hope they go go with it. But we could be on two different sides of that. We might touch on that with our later topic, but. Well, um, with with her Rosaria Dawson, there's there's problems there as is too. I I'm not saying with Rosario Dawson herself. I mean just how Disney as a corporation and some creator creators handle certain situations. Yeah, um, there there's things we probably both you and I will disagree on and agree on at the same time. Exactly. So, um, 
and you know that's not coming from a a hate based aspect. No, so would never so. think that. You know that. You know that by now. So, anyways, since this is quote unquote Sasha After Dark, the podcast Darkness reboot, um, you know, we kind of hopped into the middle of a conversation here, but I kind of figure it's a good way to roll into a show. Um, but Chris, tell us a little bit, a little bit about yourself, um, your podcast, um, things. You mean I have a podcast? Oh, what did okay. that happen? <laughs> what the freak did that happen? Oh shit. It's been uh, keeping it me busy again? at work, so. Oh, oh God, when did that shit happen? Um, I have a podcast that has, I want to say stalled. It's sputtering along. <laughs> it's been sputtering along. Uh, it's called the Long Coat Mafia Podcast. We have a YouTube channel, which I still have a, a video to edit and upload before I get the next damn box in. Uh and record that uh it's mostly pop culture related if and when i have time um maybe a few lost media episodes uh hopefully it, it's a little bit of everything um it's a hodgepodge, I, it's, a hodgepodge. it's me i'll swing at for those who are sasha's audience or whoever sees this uh, there are times I might lean closer to Sasha's viewpoints, and other times it might come off on completely conservative in regards to it. Um, that's why I don't mind talking. I won't say don't mind. I like talking with Sasha because it's a wonderful counterpoint yeah. to what I'm talking about. And it's why I love it as much as over the past two or three years that I've done with the show, it's mostly just me ranting and raving. I don't like it because I don't have pushback. And it's one of the episodes I want to do is about talking. Heck, we might find a day just to talk about it and have, you know, either you set up the meeting and we do something similar that we are doing tonight and I can record it, strip the audio and so forth and so on. Because I want to do something about indie movies and a lot of the issues that a lot of the mainstream media has been happening. And I want to do it justice. And I I don't want to be coming off completely asinine and sounding very uh, extreme or close to Steven Crowder ask <laughs> if you know what I mean. Nothing wrong with Crowder. Um, I like Crowder. I, I, I'm just saying, long his, with his lines or his conservative standpoints at times. Wait, wait, wait. Crowder's conservative? Or am I thinking he, of the other Crowder? Because I'm thinking of the redneck liberal. Uh, Steven Crowder, as in the YouTuber. No oh, okay. club. Um, I'm thinking of uh, the redneck liberal whose last name is also Crowder. I wonder, I wonder if they're related. I, I don't know. I'm talking about the change my mind guy. Oh, uh, okay. So um, that's what I mean. Uh, and I don't want to come off completely like that. And I want would, would rather have somebody pushing back mm -hmm. and at least keeping me on track and have a counter viewpoint. And I think you are the perfect, I won't say the perfect person, but a great person to give 
more of the opposing viewpoint. If yeah. you can understand. That, and... that sounds perfect to me. You know, and... I am, you know, after all, filled with glorious purpose. So. <laughs> and glorious rage. Yes. <laughs> well, it's been kinder, gentler, Sasha, these days. Um, medication. Wow. Hormone. <laughs> it's a hell of a drug. Even Al had to check on me uh, when we were watching Last of Us recently, which we'll get into. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll get into But that. he had to check on me, and he's like, oh, my God, you're in tears. Are you but, okay? Are you broken? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but, and you'll see, and folks, you'll, when we get into talking about Last of Us, you'll, you'll see a little bit almost of that conservative side that, you know, that swing side to me or regards to it but uh it's not may not be what you think sasha but no, um no. uh it's i've been focusing a little bit more on the youtube and unboxing stuff and talking about stuff and having uh initial reactions to what i've gotten uh so far last year we had well there's my english teachers teaching me it's like when you do something like this don't say you Make it sound like there's more of you. Use the third, the royal version, the third person. Say we. <laughs> yeah. It makes it sound better. Um, we are legion. We, we are, are legion. We, we are, are many. One. We are. <laughs> we are the mob. We are the mafia. Um, you are the podfather. Uh, the podfather. But <laughs> minute, minute. Minute, so, minute. Minute, minute. But we're gonna have to merchandise that at some point. <laughs> at some point, but. I got a, and this is probably something we'll talk uh, talk on later. It's probably in the show notes, but still, folks, stay tuned. I got a. He thinks well, I have notes. <laughs> I, 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 I'm faking being professional, but there are no notes. <laughs> but I got a D and D book uh, from an independent creator that is like three inches thick, and. I did a whole initial reaction to my purchase, the whole getting it. And I've had, I've watched a lot of creators on YouTube that say it's okay to get the hate. Have one, one video that you're getting nothing but hate on. It helps you get that thicker skin. I've told you before, what is a hater? A hater is just a confused fan. And because they're like, well, it it changed. I'm like, wait a minute. The video I made in regards to the practices and how they did things, because I, me, a rinky-dink pod, uh, YouTuber with less, at that point, less than 100 the subscribers. podcast. Uh, with less than 100 subscribers at the time. Got them to change how they sold their shit. And I'm like, wow, that was quick. By the time I went to Weiss and back to get, you know, some grub for the night, they changed it and they sent me all the stuff that there was roll 20 exclusive. I'm like, wow. Uh, well, uh, similar we'll story that. to that actually. Cause you know, I, I have been re-examining recent media that has like trans representation in it, or as I like to say, misrepresentation. And so I'll reach out to places I know that are showing certain films um, that do have problematic trans representation in it. And be like, hey, what are you doing to kind of offset this negativity? You know, it may only be in subtext. Most of it's not. Most of it's pretty fucking blatant. But 
you know, what are you doing? And it was interesting. I actually had the lodge out of Hagerstown, you know, like the, the premier four state LGBTQ club with outgoing upstate, you know, to Harrisburg or further downstate into Frederick and your neck of the woods. Right. Um, yeah, there are a few clubs down there, believe it or not. I'm kind of shocked. Most of them usually are fly by night and disappear, but I digress. Um, but anyways, I approached the lodge. I present my arguments as to, hey, maybe having a Rocky Horror themed party for Halloween is not the best idea. I said, because you're going to turn away a lot of your trans pay, uh, a lot of your trans patrons. And I said, and here's why. I said, the representation in that film, because, you know, Frankenfurter is represented as trans, using dated language such as transvestite and transsexual. Nobody uses those terms now except adult entertainment. Nothing wrong with that, because, again, we're on OnlyFans, so yay. Um, but, you know, it's dated language. Some people consider it a slur. And I said, and the character is shown to not only be a murderess, but also a rapist through deception who in the end gets murdered by her own people. I'm like, yeah, sure. Richard O'Brien, the creator of Rocky horror, well, co-creator does identify as trans. Um, but if you also look up their name, they say transphobic stuff on a regular basis and also wish that they were dead on a regular basis. It kind of makes you think, and I said, most people look at it, laugh, consider it a midnight movie, but think about the subtext you're sending about the trans community. Yeah. And the Lodge but, was like, yeah, we've done this for years, and nobody's ever presented it to us like that. We're going to make it an 80s slasher party. I'm like, oh, hold on. Yeah. I convinced you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> most but people were like, you know, and fuck off. With with, with the, that particular company, they took my YouTube link because I put it. I was I thought you know I was being a, a smartass by putting a link in one of their adverts to boost boost my video. That that's how they watched it and changed stuff. They took that link. They put it on their Discord, and it, that particular video is like now over one point two k or one point three k. And it's gotten a lot of uh, downvotes. It's gotten a lot of negative, like, I, I can, yeah, this is not a review. It's a reaction. Like, that's what it is. I reviewed what it is a review. I, I reviewed what I got, you know? And so I couldn't watch it because it's an hour. It's this, it's that. I'm like, well, it's hate. It's letting me have that one video to get the hate, get that thick skin. And, I, I enjoy it. I can't wait to get the Kickstarter stuff in uh, and talk about that. And it's just folks, burnout. Sasha knows it. I know it. Heck, we um, I think you saw Mick Manhattan's post that he's starting to get burnout. Uh, it It's it happens. I've been it happens. Uh, I mean, he had a whole network he was running for the time. There was shows popping off all day long and he was still working a regular job. And trying to manage all these other podcasts on top of it, plus create his own content. It's like, dude, you know, I yeah, recently so had two heart attacks myself trying to manage everything, plus a job full of stress because I get to deal with teenagers and the aftermath of teenagers on a regular basis. Hence, 
the alcohol. So. And, the, and the thing is with me, it's like you've been with, through my my journey most of. Mm. I think we met what five when years ago. First, when was that first uh, Comic Con there uh, in Waynesboro? It was, it was like very it might first... be in 2016, 2016. Yeah, yeah. So it has been seven years. Roughly, uh, I think that's when I first met you. Was at that first uh, Waynesboro Comic Con, that first four state yep. out of that uh, ro- uh, roller rink, mm-hmm. and it kind of, kind of might have grown from there because I think I saw one or two of your posts on Facebook at the time, uh, and it just went from there. But it. it up until even last year, it's me just trying to deal with everything, get guests, get met. It's not a lot of things. folks will tell you, oh, you got to, it's so easy getting your ducks in a row. Dude, podcasting, if you got a group, it's it's similar to D&D. You don't have ducks. They're squirrels. They're addicted to crack, caffeine, and heroin all at the same time. They're not going to be in a row. Okay? that That's the issue. It's squirrels. And They're at a rate. Squirrels. And somebody yeah. gave them acid. Right. They're on acid. They're on cocaine. Good acid. The blotter kind. The, the, the good acid. They're Plus, they're on cocaine. <laughs> and, and ecstasy. Have, and ecstasy. And they're sipping espresso. Yep. You're not getting them in a row. And one person doing that is is a lot. And with me, going on three, two and a half years ago, Coming down with uh, type two, being in the hospital for two weeks, and having septus, folks. Septus is a uh, look it up. It's, it's something you don't want to fuck with, right? It's gangrene's nastier cousin. Um, yeah. It it wasn't for me. It's having septus. It's not like oh, you had septus uh, by your stomach or on your leg. This was my head and neck. Mm -hmm. And I think since then, I might have had some sort of change because my motivation seemed to have dropped. Like, uh, I'm just, it feels right now I'm going through the motions. I need a break. I need to slow things down. But there's also that part of me that's like, I got to keep going. You got to create. I got to, I got to create. I want, I love creating. I love it. I love it. It's like, part of me does not want the show to die. I'll put up stuff when I'm ready to put up. So I, I've been doing a little bit more YouTube because it seems a little bit more relaxed. I get, I have time to flex, uh, flex and just do video. And I'm surprised you don't do TikTok. Like there's little five minute jobs and being done with it. Um, last month, uh, and for not last month, uh, December, a buddy of mine, one, one of the folks that's in my D&D group, she gave everybody a D&D advent calendar. So I figured, I haven't done YouTube shorts in a while. I haven't done TikTok in a while. What I'm going to do is I'm going to see if I could do, I'll open up each one of the uh, calendar dates for as a YouTube short, and I'll do one for TikTok. And that's what I did for both YouTube and TikTok. And that's how I got up to over 113 subscribers on YouTube now. It only took me like seven years. <laughs> I'm still setting it like I haven't looked in YouTube in a while. It's either three or four hundred or something. I can't remember. Yeah, but 
But it's you got to actually be um, signed up for YouTube for that number to actually show. So you may actually have people that follow you and look at your videos at least once a week. And you uh, don't realize it because they're not signed up for YouTube, which uh, is weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's a little bit of everything, but exception for a section uh, of a few spikes, uh, I'm averaging maybe about not even 10%. It's usually two or three views. Um, I do have recurring views on a lot of stuff. I just got to, I have one in the bank that I got to edit together and post up, but. It's hey, weird. We do what we can. And we do what we can and when we can. It's one schedule. I think last week I would have done it, but I had doctor's appointment. I had lab work to go do. Uh, this week I have another doctor's appointment I got to go do. And after that, go straight up to where I'm employed at now. But it's going to be, by the end of the week, I'm going to be damn drained. And it's just, it wears, wears you out, especially, but Sasha, you know about it because you're like me, you're vehicle impaired Mm -hmm. uh, and having to, my one doctor is like two miles in one direction. And after I get done with that, good chance when I'm done, it's going to be after 10 o'clock and I'm going to have to try, at least try to make sure I have bus money on me. So I don't have to walk all the way back the two miles back into town. So I can walk another two, three miles. So I'm like, no, just let me, let me take the bus back into town. That way I can at least save my feet for going all the way up to where I need to go later in the day, earn some sort of money. So yeah, it's just, it's the hustle, man. It get it wears out after a while. It happens. And Speaking of the hustle, though, where can people find you? What details? I, I want to go ahead and get that out of the way before we get into they, the uh, conversation. Because, like I said, this is the reboot. And then I'll give some of our newbies my introduction once you... Yes. Uh, you should find us. I'll give you the, the main website. It is thelongcoatmafia.podbean.com. And just click on any of the episodes that are there, and it gives you all the links. I should have a link tree, uh, but uh, I've been too stinking lazy to do a link tree. But uh, it's there. That's the best place to go. It goes, you can find at least all the episodes there, uh, all 350 some odd, I think, and slowly growing, slowly yep. growing. And you can also find them on YouTube, like through the Long Coat Mafia podcast. Yeah. And all over most of the social media as well. Right. Right. Uh, there's links leading to one way or another to those. So he also has a few episodes on Spotify. So, uh, yes, I'm on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, the whole nine. So even Google Podcasts, you could find me there. So I'm lurking around somewhere. Yeah, you helped me with a big plumbing problem the other night and kept me sane while I was taking care of a significant plumbing plumbing backup in a kitchen at the high school in which I work. Fun <laughs> times. So you kept me from cussing that night. You did all the cussing for me. Thank you. <laughs> Wait a minute. What was that? What was that? I was listening to you on Spotify. Oh, uh, which episode? Ah, it's hard to say. 
I usually just pick one and let it fly. Oh, so if it was me just cursing up a storm, it could have been anything. Yeah, so any number of things. <laughs> any other number of episodes. Yeah, so, I rotate between you, um, Ken K, so at random with Ken K, uh, the last podcast on the left, which is the greatest name for a podcast. Uh, uh, you a good chance to check them out. Hilarious guys. Um, Nightmare on the Film Street. I listen to them. And then, of course, you know, Josh's podcast, Victims and Villains, and then Mix, the Scene Snobs. So, but you're on that I, list. You're on my yeah. rotation. The only thing I've been listening to as of late, I have to start listening to on the way home, is it's it's usually a toss up between three. Um, one is uh, Mr. Creepypasta. Uh, he does a lot of short stuff. He does a lot of some of his long form is like, oh, I'm going to put all these individual episodes together and do one long, complete thing. Uh, he does a lot of short form reading, creepypasta readings, which I, as a horror fan, you know, A, I don't have really have time to read a lot of novels or ebooks. It gives me something to listen to if I want to listen Channel to Channel Zero is always fun too, because um, they, they are like adapted creepypastas to TV. So. Uh, there's one that he's friends with. Uh, I think it's Creeps Miss McPasta. Uh, I think that's what his name is. Um, but I would have to pull, pull it up. But he does good readings too. Uh, it's one of like two or three people that I tend to listen to. The only mainstream podcast I tend to listen to is How Did This Get Made? And <laughs> uh, I haven't. When I last checked in with them, there was nothing really interesting to listen to. They've been posting a lot of their old content. And it's like, uh, I don't really want to listen to all that. And so it's been kind of like hard to keep up. Sometimes I don't listen to them, not in the mood. Um, I should be listening to some of my, my when I'm Sharpening axes, I should be listening to a few creepypastas, but it's kind of hard to do so while I'm working. I don't want to be hiding too much. I'm not like you. In, you'll be all right. That's what I do. So that's what I do when I'm in the back room sharpening axes. I'll put an earbud in and I'll there you go. I'll I'll watch. Uh, I'll I won't say watch. I'll listen to like Philip Franco and get my news in. So, uh, and maybe one or two others to get some of what's going on. And pop culture wise, that's why a lot of folks like uh, my partner in crime, other partner in crime, uh, Big Candy, he was like, How do you know? It's like, I'm keeping track, I'm still part of that culture, I'm keeping track of all this shit. That's why it's not easy. It's not, it's, <laughs> it's not, not easy, it never is. It never it's is. So. And since we're gonna have a couple of different new audiences here, because like I said, this is debuting first on OnlyFans. So yes, Chris, this is your OnlyFans premiere. Ooh. Yeah, ooh, yay, so. goat fans everywhere. <laughs> goat fans, <laughs> folks. That's a long damn story, and it's as I've told you, as I've told all the folks that are in the that in joke. My my Facebook account is public. There have been times I've said, I, I, that thought has crossed my mind. How many times, if anything, she has looked up my name, my account on Facebook has come up, and she's seen the occasional goat joke pop up. 
and she does not even know what it means, but she's the, the usual and the usual band of idiots always hitting that smile button. And there's always a few people like, Oh, it's a goat. Like, you know, like, Oh God, don't you, don't you guys know? Uh, I think, uh, I think on Facebook, she goes by Rebecca Phoenix. Mm-hmm. She's done a lot of the four state stuff. She sells all those like Digimon and the plushies and all that. Okay. I've seen uh, and she posted up like a go thing. And I'm like, usually my standard response is like the derivative from Indiana Jones, like goats. Why does it always have to be goats? goats. And just... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, Chris, Chris and I have been frequent collabor- uh, collaborators, big words um, for like seven years now. We're good friends. You know, we talk, we communicate, you know, he's, He's a good guy. I, I swear, despite looking like a disheveled mess at the moment, he's a good guy. I always look like a disheveled mess. <laughs> I swear, he's not just sharpening axes because of his weekend hobbies as a hillbilly. <laughs> Promise. <laughs> he's more like uh, Dale from Tucker and Dale. <laughs> we'll have to get you a get her done hat. Uh, if it's going to be a Dale, I'd rather be like Dale Dribble. <laughs> You've not seen Tucker and Dale, I take it. <laughs> no, I know what you mean, but it's like I, Tyler Labine's character. Yeah, yeah. But some days I feel like Dale from uh, King of the Hill. King of the Hill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's pockets and yeet. yeet. So. <laughs> but uh, for anybody who's listening, I, of course, am Sasha Constantine Moreau, aka Sasha the Princess of Darkness. Um, I'm a horror hostess. Uh, just look for Sasha the Princess of Darkness on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Yes, I actually have my blue check mark on Twitter now. Amazing. Um, and then, of course, you know, now we're on OnlyFans, FetLife. Yes, um, Sasha paid the $8 for the blue check mark. Yes, I did. I'm like, somebody's mm, got money. Verified. They got $8. They got $8. $8 a month. Uh, but no, I just thought it was funny because like everybody was growling about it. And I'm like, hmm, but it gets me more views and more of a reach. So why not? Uh, but anyways, Twitter, OnlyFans, I'm um, going to be on Spotify. So we we'll to be picking his brain at some point for that, you know, so we can get this podcast posted. Um, but just search for Sasha, the Princess of Darkness. You'll find me. Um, I'm in all the dark corners of the web. Um, but outside of that, I podcast, um, I make movies. I'm working on a trailer right now for my run for Miss Blobfest 2023. So if you don't have anything to do, um, the weekend of July 14th, make sure you get your ass up to Phoenixville because I'm coming home with that crown. Even if I've got to walk up on stage and rip it off of the winner's head, I don't care. It's coming home. So you're Kanye my West. Year. What's that? You got to pull an old school Kanye West. Blockbuster hey, bus <laughs> is mine because <laughs> I was robbed last year. Like I was the only one who put thought and effort in my 2022 video. Everybody else just sit in front of a camera and talk. Like, bitch, I do that for podcasting. Come on, put some effort in there. And then some of them were quoting blob facts, and I'm just sitting there like, you know, dick about the blob. But anyway, that's me. I love horror, sci-fi, gaming. Um, that'd be the video type. We're also pen or pencil. Um, I'm more White Wolf than I am D&D. And speaking of D&D, you've got something to talk about regarding D&D. Yeah, if, if, but if you want to talk about um, Last of Us first, it, it's up to you. You're 
you're the hostess with the mostest right now. So. Yeah, but D&D is kind of your area. I used to dabble in it back when I was in high school, but it was mostly an excuse to eat badly and smoke pot. Oh, it's still an excuse to eat badly and uh, smoke pot in ca- some cases. But uh, over the past month and change, um, D&D and Wizards of the Coast, or as... So I'd rather use either Wizards or Wizards of the Coast. I refuse to Which is owned by Hasbro. Which is, yeah, uh, ha- let me just say this. Wizards, uh, not Wizards, Hasbro, uh, which you could probably verify or not, has a tendency to go, oh, look, there's an weapon, there's an item that's able to launch weapon uh, items at very high velocity. I wonder what the, let's point this at my foot and pull the little lever and see what that does. Ow, my foot immediately drops wet that particular item. And they look and like, oh, I wonder what this item that to- tosses projectiles at high speeds do. Promptly picks it up. Oh, I wonder what it does. So I put it, point it at my foot and pull this little lever. Ow, my foot. They keep doing that rotating cycle of shooting themselves in the foot well, see, and not learning anything I, I, about I it. I know Hasbro from other areas. Right. And, you know, so, my, my running gag with all the properties that they own now, till all are fun. <laughs> and, and the thing is, they, uh, from what I've been gathering, Hasbro has that, uh, the aspect of they have all these properties like Transformers, He-Man, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They're not He-Man. He-Man's still Mattel. Mattel. Uh, well, technically well, Mattel, it's Mattel. owned by Universal. They have, Mattel actually has to license it from Universal now, which is freaking weird because they created it. It's a whole mess, but anyway. Yeah, but, but with what Hasbro has been doing is shooting themselves in the foot, making these bad products. Um, like they, from what I heard, uh, they tried to do, relaunch a couple of Gen One Transformer line, and when they got the stuff, folks have gotten the product in. It's nothing like what's either on the photo or what they were expecting, and it was just like they got a wish.com version of that item. And it was an official Hasbro product. And they... Oh, I only get Studio Series and Masterpiece. But, uh... <laughs> and uh, it depends on the collector you're talking to. Some of them says that that's happened to the Studio and the Masterpiece stuff, too. Don't, and don't, because like, I, I, I want my Blitzwing, and he, he has to be perfect, boy. So, <laughs> uh... But as Sasha stated, uh, Hasbro owns Wizards of the Coast. And what a lot of YouTubers, TikTokers, and those in the community, they don't call it Wizards of the Coast. They call it Watsy. Uh, is taking all the initials together. But I'd rather say Wizards because some people say Watsy and they add the infl- uh, inflection that it rhymes with the other infamous N-word. Oh. So, so uh, what Wizards has done, they Wizards not only owns D&D, they own Magic the Gathering. And Did you see some of the weird cards they did recently? Yeah. Like Transformers yes. based? I, I, yeah. I had to groan. And because they're trying, what's been happening is, as you know, two, a little more than two, going on three years ago, we had a pandemic. And did everybody we? was stuck Yes. Well, I, I've just forever been referring to it as the incident and <laughs> for, for to not to get demonetized in right. places. The, we, uh, Backstreet Boys show. 
Yeah, the <laughs> the incident uh, three about three years ago, and people I hate were to say it. People were still getting it. I was out of work yeah. for two weeks because of COVID. Let me, let me put it like this: People went to Otacon last year where you had to show your papers, and uh, meaning you had to be vaccinated. You had to show a negative thing, and people still got COVID after the show. I mean it. They got it. In essence, they got it at the show. So. But That's how it was at Blobfest in 2022. You actually had to show paperwork in each and every event that you were clean. Papers, but, please. <laughs> but Wizard, uh, Wizard of the Coast, because of everybody being inside, uh, Hasbro got a crap ton of money because everybody was stuck inside with uh, the quarantine and that whole jazz. So everybody was buying board games. They were bu- buying Magic the Gathering stuff it's also why uh pokemon probably got big over the past like two years three years uh everybody was stuck inside so what they were doing they were playing match the gathering and dungeons and dragons games so, games went up yeah. with crazy prices too and what wizards did is they started instead of like two or three times a year or at max four times a year releasing a set of magic the gathering cards they upped it to closer to almost every other month, if not more. And so they were flooding the market with all these cards. The, the mom-and-pop games shops could not keep up. They couldn't. And Wizards is one of those companies that if you don't try to keep up, you can, you're can you no longer a official reseller. You can't yep. sell their product. It's I think they're one of the folks, if you're listening to this, please, if I'm wrong, please let me know. And they, not to mention last year, last year, they put out a 30th edition of Magic the Gathering cards. Three packs. $1,000. And you, you could not play, uh, according to those that are really deep into that particular hobby, you couldn't play those cards even in home games. They were not official cards. You couldn't. And so people were like, so we paid $1,000 for cards we can't use. And the cards were randomized. If I want a complete collection of these cards, I have to spend like four or $5,000. And I won't know if I got the full collection. Exactly. Because you got to open it. Right. And it it was like that. So people are, are backing away from least Magic the Gathering. They're sticking to what they got because the market's so flooded. They're devaluing they de they're devaluing their own cards. Then it's all mostly it's all because of the new CEO that they have in. They got a new CEO from Microsoft, and she wanted to be. Bring the, it's not so much Microsoft, but it's the aspect of she's coming from the gaming, video gaming community, and she has the aspect of we have to monetize every little thing. And we think that Wizards of the Coast and Dungeons and Dragons is under monetizing their stuff. So we need to monetize every nickel. In essence, we got to nickel and dime the fan base. And 
the other managers and uh, CEOs and the other upper, upper, upper management are have no idea of these markets. They have they're nowhere affiliated with these markets. They just want to bring in the mo- money, and therefore, they're ruining everything. They're just like let's mm-hmm. ruin everything. So what happened in regards to D and D, due to pop- popularity with Stranger Things, the the so-called incident a few years ago, they decided, okay, uh, they noticed a couple of things. One of which is Wizards of the Coast is mostly, uh, I'll, I'll pick this up because it's, very, it's an independent creator. I don't think she'll mind the publicity. They're more, or actually him. They're like this, this book here. They're complete physical copies. That's all Wizards is. They know nothing about like ebooks or the PDFs and the digital market, like independent creators might be. So last year they bought the website DD Beyond to help do PDFs and the digital marketing for their product. Which a lot of fans, including myself, said, you know, that's a good idea. We understand that, but we gotta keep a close eye on things because this could be bad news. Sure as shit. One about one year later, start of January, they said, or end of last year, they said, we're, we're going to um, come twenty twenty four, we're going to start give you all in essence a new edition of D anD D. It's going to call be called One D anD D. It's going to be backwards compatible with Fifth uh, Edition, and you're able to do everything you currently do, so forth and so on. So cure Q. Start of January. Their new open gaming license got released. Now, for the folks at home, this is what I love about my show. I explain things for those who don't know shit. There's two aspects. There is a OGL and there is the gaming resource guide, I think it's called. Um, The gaming resource guide is just pretty much a summary of Everything that an independent, meaning Sasha, if you wanted to create content for D&D as an independent creator, it's stuff you can use, free for you to use, that D&D puts out, Wizards of the Coast puts out, that you have access to, that you're allowed to do. But nothing that is strictly trademarked or copyrighted by them. But if you do use anything in that resource guide, you have to include the open gaming license. That's what it's there for. It's just saying you are here. To, you got some of the that uh, resource stuff. You're using Five E as a base. Everything is set and good. But this new OGL at the start of this year, 2023, came out. It was shipped to a lot of independent creators. I'm talking mm-hmm. Critical Role, uh, folks that were multi-millionaires in the market and popular folks in the market. Right. And in this 1.1, OGL 1.1, it said, okay, first up, you can't create TV shows. You can't create NFTs. You can't... um, And it had a few other things in regards to what you can't do. Mainly, it like... When it came, when they explained the NFTs, it's like, oh, it's to help 
uh, keep away all the scammers and the folks that are going to just take your money. What a lot of folks looked into is like, well, one, it makes it seem like that you're preventing independent creators from doing that while you yourself is going to be doing that because Critical Role has their own TV show on Amazon. You're in essence stopping them from creating their own TV show. Meanwhile, here you are trying to reboot the cartoon and making a movie coming out in March. Then that OGL went to say that if your content is phobic in any way, racist in any way, is non-exclusive in any way, or problematic in any way, we have the right to revoke your OGL. Yeah, basically your license. And without any explanation. Then it went on... they always have that right? Um, it... The thing is, uh, it wasn't in the previous OGL, but a lot of folks kind of the community police themselves. Uh, it was overly racist. Everybody could stay like stay away from them. There were a lot of folks that were, I think, in the community like yourself, saying, "Hey, these folks are you know blatantly uh, racist or they're blatantly phobic in some way. Keep away from them." But the OGL is like, no, you got to submit everything to us. We'll determine if it's problematic or not. If it ain't, we will revoke your license. Mm. Then it went on to say that if you make over 700, if you make between $50,000, between $50,000 to $750,000 a year, net or more you have to pay us royalties right which may make at least in my eyes if you make 750,000 starting at 750,000 you start paying us royalties that means to me in my eyes so if i'm making 750,000 a year i i have to start paying you money my profit margins are are slim and none and i have to pay taxes uh, fees, pay other folks, pay editors, and so forth. I have to pay all you guys, and it, it, then now pay you guys, and it's like yes. Then it went on to say that we went, uh, we here at Wizards of the Coast acknowledge that you own all the rights to your content, meaning copyright and the, everything else to that content. But if we, we reserve any right to republish that content, not pay you a dime, not give you credit, then underneath that, let me continue. We'll go back to that. Let's put a pin in that one little section. Then it went later on in that new OGL saying, you can't sue us in any way, shape, or form whatsoever. So a lot of creators went, all right. So you tried to hit us with a one, two, three combo. You could find something remotely problematic. Remotely. Not tell us what it is. Revoke our license. Take our content. Republish it under your name. Not give us credit. Not give us a dime. 
and there's nothing we can do about it and retaliate. Well, here, here's the thing, because keep in mind, like, it's been a while since I've touched the game. And granted, like, back in the day, I mean, it was still just done by Gygax. It wasn't owned by anybody. Like, after his death, right. things kind of went to shit. We're not going to disagree on that 100%. I almost guarantee. Right. I, I don't know that anyway, so, but there's been instances where they've, Wizards dropped the ball with, uh, the TS, TRS or TSR aspect of things, mm-hmm. and Gygax's uh, estate and his kids scooped up the trademark again, tried to reprint, reprint or redo some, or new do some new content, and Wizard got Wizards got all up in arms about it. They, that's where the whole racist and you know discriminatory stuff because they said, "Oh, this new TSR content is all full of racist stuff." We don't like that. So that's where it came up. But the focus on what the new OGL stated was like, Sasha, if you created new content featuring, let's say that you've told me you have that, in essence, that movie script. Mm -hmm. And uh, if I'm not correct, the main character is transgender. Well, it's me, but it's It's kind of. It's based on. It's based on you. It, it, the person is transgender, right? Right. But that's not the driving point of the script. Uh, right, right. You would, If you made that into a D&D module under the, this particular OGL that was leaked at the time, Wizards could look at that, say, Sasha, we find this, your main character, problematic, Despite the fact it's a very popular module, you made over $1 million through Kickstarter on this or Indiegogo. You have everything re- ready to go and ship out to all your customers. We're sorry. We got to, uh, you can't release this because it's problematic. You have to shred everything. Then six months later, they publish it because they love the content. So, in essence, they stole your work, not giving you credit. You're not making a dime off of it, and you can't sue them, even though it's copywritten, because you signed that OGL saying you, you give up all rights to that, and they can print everything for it, word for word. Right. That's what fa- what fans were thinking of. A lot of fans were thinking of, and they they held a lot of the in larger creators, uh, everyone from the very little guy that just makes homebrew and goes to the local printing company to print stuff. It's what I put out in my uh, one episode. Go to the local, print your own homebrew. Yeah. Go to avoid that OGL. Use what you want. Go create. You know, go to a local printing spot, not Office Max, not you know Staples or anything like that. The mom and pop. The mom and pop. Print up. Have them print up and bind like a whole stack of your own modules. Say it's five E compatible. Go to a flea market. Go to a local, uh, four state equivalent. Yeah, you know, and sell it yourself, and make your own money. You bypass it, pirate. You know, in essence, you're being a pirate. Yo ho ho! Yo ho! Ski mask on. But um, but during this aspect, when fans were up in arms and crazy were up in arms about the leak, D and D was like, oh oh, it, it, it's a draft. It's it's not 
uh, a valid thing. And other creators would come out and say, like, if it wasn't, if it was a draft and not a valid OGL, then why would you send out NDAs for this and the OGL as a contract for us to sign by a certain date? I apologize so, for the audio issue. No, it's, I, it's I have okay. people I live with, so so joy. So, in essence, at that moment, Wizards of the Coast was pulling what Netflix is doing now with passport sharing. Oh, uh, we 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 were just kidding about that because of the fan backlash. So they put out a OGL one point two, which still had. Oh, uh, they took out not to mention with the uh, OGL one point one. They're like, oh, the the whole aspect of we could take you create uh, content and print it on or all stuff and not give you credit. Oh, uh, 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 yeah, it was a draft. We don't know how that got into it. It's like every creator was like, didn't you run this by your lawyers first? It's like, wouldn't you have done this prior to sending it out? And they were, again, they tried to walk things back. Then one point two came out. Which had didn't have that. Oh, we can take you, steal your content, and all this, but it had a bunch of other sneaky stuff in it. And they're like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, no, we don't want this shit either." But, but here's the thing, and, and maybe it's just my old school way of looking at things and considering things. If you have all the old manuals and all the old character sheets and all the old everything else, and you're just hanging out with your buddies and you're having a good night running a campaign. I don't really think this is going to impact you. It, it for folks like you and me, just on a a, a homebrew, and your yeah, just people having own, fun, having fun. It doesn't affect them, but a lot it's of not folks, like Hasbro is going to show up while you're playing Monopoly and go, "You're playing it wrong. We're taking your board. Here's a fine." You know, <laughs> but uh, but a lot of folks that are putting everything together and want to share it with the greater community and just like put it on Patreon or but, share it online or and, and maybe it's because I've played in other people's sandboxes and that's maybe right. a conversation for another time. Watch me recently on the ridiculous podcast to kind of touch on that. Um, but when you play in other sandboxes, you run into all kinds of problems. Yeah. Like me anymore. If it's not my own world or something I'm doing in the privacy of my own home, I want nothing to do with it. I don't right. care what kind of money is involved because there's nothing worse in the world than a non-disclosure agreement. And you really want to converse with your friends to figure out this plot point, but you really can't because of that NDE. And the thing is, it it's, wasn't that what a lot of creators were thinking is, is like if I shared something with you or you shared something with me that is D&D created, they were fearing that even if it wasn't, like a homebrew sharing on through Facebook or a Facebook group and Watsy, uh, sorry, I said it, Wizards got wind of it, sending out and, you know, getting their hands on it, like, hey, this, you know, you need an OGL, you need this. Here's a, you know, here's a cease and desist. That's what they were uh, afraid of because we're, as I've stated before, and a lot of things, we're a 24-7 culture now. We have social media. It's easy to collaborate with other There's folks tons to make of things better. That are out there, nobody makes a dime on it. It's just people having fun. People who really want to see Spock and Kirk kiss. Yeah, that's the thing. But uh, let's say you 
you are one of those type of creators that want to make uh, Mario and Luigi kiss, for example. Nintendo fanfic. It's fanfic. As long as you don't collect penny one on it, Nintendo really can't say boo about it because parody law covers your ass. Nintendo doesn't give a rat's ass. Oh, I know. There's ways they'll 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 cease and desist you no matter what. But there's ways around it. The cease and desist is like stop it, stop it. But the moment you start making money, it's going to be more serious than a C and D. That I can understand. But Nintendo has we we could have a whole show about how scummy Nintendo can be. Right. But the the problem with Nintendo, in a nutshell, is there's been fans that have made games that people have wanted. And now that they're like, wait, there's actually an interest here. They don't want to pay these people for their work. They do their own thing. Uh, look at um, not another Metroid 2 remake. That yeah, they could be giving it out. Thing. They could give it out for free. And Nintendo's like, oh, we got to stop this right now. Put but a- the thing of it is, is, is if they're, as long as they're not collecting Penny One, as long as they're not trying to kickstart anything or make a dime, that you can still get that online. I hate to say oh, they- it's still out there. I'm sure there's uh, folks putting it on the Bay of Pirates, so to speak. Well, I, but... I, I can find like mirrors and download it right now. It's right. And then you have people like Capcom. I love Capcom. Don't get me wrong. Capcom is great. Like people have taken the whole Mario Maker concept and applied it to Mega Man. And Capcom's like, have at. Do you guys want a job? Yeah, there, there's some instances like that. But Nintendo is Nintendo's Nintendo. Nintendo is Nintendo. We'll, uh, we'll see how happy they are after Chris Pratt Mario. Right. Let's see how they are and how the fans take everything. But um, hey, you know we still have Super Horneo Brothers, so we're right. <laughs> I, I'm curious. I'm mildly cur- curious, and I don't want to know at the same. You're time. mildly curious, <laughs> but hesitant but, to say. They say it right. It's so, better than ten eight. 10-inch mutant turtles. Right. Way better. Less salmonella, too. Right. But uh, <laughs> so far, D&D, uh, Wizards of the Coast, has backtracked. They're like, okay, we'll put everything in Creative Commons. We'll leave the original OGLs in place. But uh, a lot of folks in the community have said the damage is done. But uh, a lot of folks have said, we've on both sides, said, we've won. We've won. And I'm one of the oh, few... Really? I'm like, no, no. This is just the battle. You want, yeah, you won the battle. We won this time. There's always next year, five years from now, ten years from now. Were they going to try this shit again? No, we we haven't won. You have to remain vigilant. It's it's like, for example, because like when I was in high school, it was early '90s to about mid '90s. Um, What was popular at the time was White Wolf. I love the first gen of World of Darkness. Because all you need is 20 side dies, 10 each. That's it. You know, you build your character, and it's a very easy system to use. Now, White Wolf has completely remodded it and made it confusing as hell, but White Wolf ain't beating down my door if I want to run a first or third generation version while they're on generation 10, which fucking sucks. So... But you one of the things White I, Wolf, right? No, I have no, I haven't. No, you've never played Vampire the Masquerade, no, no. Werewolf. The- I didn't get oh. into that. I didn't get into D and D until like um, early twenty twenty one. 
Because <laughs> he's right. Early 2020, like late 2020, early 2021 is when I got into started playing D&D. So prior to that, I think I told you, I told you this. If not, uh, if I had any type of interest in the mid to late 90s for Pokemon, uh, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! or Magic the Gathering or even D&D. My folks would have shot that shit down damn fucking fast. Right. Not because it was satanic. It was because, well, you ain't playing that fucking shit. Yeah, it was the same way with White Wolf games. Except White Wolf, I don't know if you remember, I want to say late 80s, all those weird quote-unquote vampire murders, they were blamed on um, basically White Wolf and Vampire the Masquerade. So it, so. it was just... Weird and to me, it was like, but we got mentioned. mazes and monsters out of that satanic and satanic panic. Come on, Tom Hanks, <laughs> the crazy guy addicted to D and gets lost in New York City and kills somebody. It's a good movie, watch it. But the thing is, one of the things that, um, right now, because of everything, Pathfinder is making the folks that put out Pathfinder are making bank, um, because everybody's gravitating. A lot of folks are right now also saying right now because of what D and D did, pushing mm. away the fans, and some have said, stated that D and D trying to not only get a rid of competition, not just with the tabletop RPG stuff, but the virtual tabletop stuff too, because they wanted to create their own virtual tabletop, get rid of like stuff like Roll Twenty and. Foundry, the other big, big uh, websites that do tape virtual tabletop, because Wizards wanted to be the only one, right? Should be the only one, and so because of this, these other sites and other places are now getting bigger. Uh, Pathfinder's getting bigger. They they're pushing folks that like you, maybe like me, and other folks that are getting into it to other like Call of Cthulhu, Pathfinder. White Wolf, uh, they're getting into all these other te- tabletop stuff. So it's some have said we're entering in a new golden age, right? Which is which is a wonderful thing. As someone like us that are into indie creators, that is a wonderful thing, right? That is a wonderful thing because it took something like this to say, "Hey, we got to protect our own shit." Dear God, tell me that Hasbro doesn't own White Wolf. Oh fuck, that'd be horrible. That would explain why the latest games suck. Oh, why suck? Why? Have to look that up later. Hopefully they don't. I hope not. I hope it's just really shitty management. So, but still, it, it, it allows the third party people to create something more neutral. Uh, when everything came out, because I have one Kickstarter that I'm waiting on that is 5e based, that I'm, I'm loving, I can't wait to get my hands on. It's a three volume set. Mm. It has going to. Be, I think it has the old 3.5 version, an updated 5e version, and an added module for the 5e version. A three volume set. I'm like, oh, I want this set. Now you're gonna fuck shit over. But still, uh, it's something that. Let me put it like this: If my mom was alive right now, and I told her, like, yeah, my D and D group that I'm part of, we're meeting on a weekly basis. We're having a good time. It's nothing but laughs. And she'd be, 
Oh, she'd have a fucking conniption. A fucking conniption. Okay, they're not owned by Hasbro. Thank fucking no. God. But there's a place known as Paradox Interactive, which made a lot of their online games. Oh, okay. So, yeah, because um, I see what had happened. They there was a big disagreement over the Bruja Vampire Clan, which was kind of depicted as uh, neo Nazis, and Paradox was kind of against that. And it's like, well, they're not depicted as neo Nazis. They're just very violent, aggressive vampires. Yeah, like I said, uh, right now uh, Pathfinder went to Humble Bumble. Bundle. Uh, have you? Are you familiar with Humble Bundle? Yeah, I'm familiar. Uh, for those of you who are listening to this Is or GURPS watching this, still a thing. What GURPS? I don't know. Humble Bundle. For those who don't know, is like a charity site, and fo- uh, a lot of creators put like a shit ton of stuff on there for charity. And Humble Bundles will sell a bunch of stuff for like twenty five, thirty dollars. I'm thinking I'm picking up the Pathfinder stuff for like twenty five bucks. Um. So, so here's here's a big question for you, since you're now into D and D more than I am, is Drizzt still a thing? I don't know. Uh, I'm just surface level right now. Why uh, is it Drizzt in this new movie? I don't know. Why? It makes no sense. Yes, just, the movie looks cool, but I still remember that early two thousands D and D, and it was <laughs> not that good. So, uh, I for like this, me being part of D and D right now is. Peaking my interest in a little bit of into 3D printing. Okay. So uh, hopefully one of these days, either through gift or saving enough to get one, uh, a small, like well, like a resin 3D printer. Uh, if not, I'm going to have to uh, bug uh, a mutual friend of ours. George, good old George. We, we can get my buddy Robert involved, who's also yeah. a friend of George. Uh, got him so. in a 3D printer. Printer. So, uh, and... I have told George in regards to it. George, folks, George is a great guy, nice guy. Uh, and it was like George, uh, you know, it's like I, uh, I know you probably will do it. For, George will probably do it for free, but it's like, dude, if you want me to toss a couple of bucks your way for supplies, you know, I'll toss oh, a couple of bucks your with way. him every now and again too, because yeah. he's been kind of off lately. So but we all have, yeah, but. You know what I'm talking about. It's like, George, I'll toss a couple of bucks. You know, let me pay for supplies, something, you know? George ain't going to do that. But, you know, but you know, the offer the has offer. to be made. Yes. You know, it's like, if anything, it's not going to be too anything big. It's like, George, can you do, if, like, if you get a chance, I'll pay. Let me pay for a fucking shipping, something, you know? Well, like not- with Robert the one day, I was like, I really hate the way this proton pack hooks up. And he primed me out the parts to fix it. So I'm like... Yeah. Like, dude, I didn't ask for that. What do I owe you? Nothing. It's a pain in the ass. I agree. So, what I've been doing, I've been collecting a bunch of uh, SDLs, and I've been uh, following at least one person on Patreon that does a whole bunch of like minis, S- gives out for their Patreon, like STL, yeah. different stuff. And stuff you had. Yeah, stuff you could print. One is the. Uh, they did a parody of he did a parody of like Scooby and the Gang. It wasn't called Scooby and the Gang. It was like a parody of just as long as it ain't Velma and the Gang, we're good. No, no it it was a parody of that. It was like the not so mystery gang or whatever it was. Uh, a cat 
Tiamat as a cat, you know, as a cat and stuff like that. Yeah. Fun stuff that you could print out and use and plus some of the mainstream stuff that he does and his versions of it. And like, okay, I'll just snag all this interesting stuff and I'll have it on my file. I'll upload a couple of stuff to my Google Drive. Not to mention I've gotten a few dice towers off of various either Kickstarters or purchased myself and I upload it's like, hey, who wants to, you know, one of the D&D groups on Facebook is like, hey, does anybody have, you know, the SDL for this file? Yeah, let me take in my, let me take in my Google Drive. Feel free to just take what you want. And it's like a whole mess of like D&D stuff and tokens and it's pretty much the Uncle Tony mm-hmm. of, yeah. again, the uh, as my buddy Kim K would say, sometimes you gotta throw up the ski mask. Yeah. Uh, it's the going back to me kind of promoting my whole aspect. It's like, yeah, we have an uncle. Tony. We don't. Where some people have an uncle Joe, I have an uncle Tony. Everything gets it off of like a back of a digital truck or something like that. And I have it for you. See, I've already it. been talking about like you know, like my March stuff I want to work on because obviously everybody's been like, Sash, you did Leprechaun in the Hood. It's been a year or two now since you've done a Leprechaun movie. Are we getting Leprechaun back to the hood? And I'm like, let me see who I can pester. I've already burnt that bridge with Ken K because he's like, I hate you for making me watch that movie. (laughs) So you're going to have to do podcasts for me. And he's like, I'm going to make you review House of the Dead. Said over my dead body. I'll review the second one, which I did. But I won't touch that first movie. That first movie's rough. Don't get me wrong. I love Uwe Boll. If Everybody hates Uve, but if you watch some of his documentary and his stuff that's not based on video games, actually knows how to make a decent movie. He was just taking advantage of German tax law for everything else. Rage, I think he did Rage. Yes. Race I, I enjoyed that series. Yes, that series is real good. Um, same way with Seed. It was not based on a video game. Granted, he got into all kinds of troubles from the you know SPCA, but who cares? Everybody gets into trouble from SPCA. Even Mario got into trouble with the SPCA because of his Tanuki suit. He's a fictional character. Come you on. You mean PETA. You mean yeah, PETA. PETA. What SPCA? PETA is like having PETA try to come after you is like a badge of honor for most people. Pretty much. Oh, you hate me. Awesome. Oh, awesome. Uh, every time I... Uh, Sadly, uh, the local diner by me has been shut down. New owners. Uh, the old owner passed away, sadly. It's not the blue and white, is it? Yes, it's the blue and white. Oh, I'm the, sorry. Uh, the original owner passed away. His wife inherited it. She got sick, passed away. Jeez. Another relative, another relative owns it and doesn't give a shit. And the place is in repair, and they don't want to repair it. So for the past month, it's been closed down by the health department for repairs needed, and it hasn't been repaired yet. Mm. And one of the things I loved at the time is like when I see seen something on the news about Peter doing this, like, oh, I know what I'm ordering at the Blue White this week is my anti Peter special, which <laughs> is the uh, what they have is like a cheesesteak omelet, and I'll order bacon with it. I'll have butter on the freaking, you know, uh, toast, you know, the English muffin. All, you know, it's like, you know what? Give me one of the shakes, too. We're going all out to piss off Peter today. You know, we're going to have the 
stuff from the chicken, stuff from the cow, stuff from the pig. So let's bring it on. Let's bring it on. So, I'm sorry. We're going to have to, like, one of these weekends, I'll have to get Al up early. We'll come kidnap you at, like, 5 in the morning and drag you up the phase. Uh, at Sunday, for right now, Sundays work best for me. Well, because... that's usually when we get up and do phase is our Sunday morning ritual. So, uh, say, uh, Sundays are usually the best for me because that's usually, uh, I try to, I could wing it and skip one thing on my hangouts on Monday and do laundry on Monday after I do shopping, but they have this it, French I, toast special sublime. They, they've got the best, best home fries ever. Hands down. There's another diner up by me, but it's, they're a little bit on the pricey side. Uh, you know, me being a, a blue white loyalist for since, uh, 2000, I want to say 2000, oh, 2012. Because that's when I uh, first got a my job at FedEx, or got off of unemployment and got my job at FedEx. And I volunteered for the Halloween that year, because I just wanted to vote. Uh, I'm I not judging you. But, but that year, I just, it's why I didn't. I love how Don pretends he doesn't know me. Oh, I know Don. Uh, but. Not in that biblical sense, don't get too right. excited, because I have standards, believe it or not. That's why I don't like the person that's running it. Mm. Uh, I had my quans when I, with what happened with Don a few years uh, between you, me, and Don a few years ago, and the Halloween. Uh, and it was I wasn't going to drag you into that. You right, got right. In. Uh, I got drug in and I got tossed under the bus. Not by you, not by Don, by freaking her. Oh, I know her, but uh, I didn't like how. Um, it's one of the things I tried to tell Don when he tried to do everything that year is because uh, I was like, yeah, I volunteered for her a few years ago and a lot of the promise, because what happened is like, if you volunteered three days in a row or three times, you were able to get a t-shirt or pay like uh, $15 for the t-shirt. I walked up with $15 in essence in my a money order, $15 money order. Which is good as cash. Now I'll keep it. You volunteered here three days. You get your shirt. Never got the shirt. Mm. I volunteered three three days set up plus uh one day for the actual product uh uh thing at the uh uh actual when thing everything was going on. And when I emailed her in regards to the uh Apple uh not blossom? apple blossom. Not, not blossom. Uh, it was the butter apple. Uh, apple harvest. harvest. Okay. Apple harvest parade. And like, no, we don't need. The, uh, we don't need zombies. We need you know this, that, and other. I'm like, you know what? In essence, you just told me to go screw myself. So I'm a volunteer. I don't have to show up anymore. I was yep. going to show show up again for another one because the reason why I didn't show up the next week is my voice was sore. Uh, you know, sore for it because I was throwing a bunch of growling and snarling. So, mm. you know, it's like, no, I'm not going to volunteer ever again. But the days that I did volunteer, when it was time for lunch, I'd walk up to the uh, Blue White for lunch. And I got, that's when I started to become a regular because I loved the food. One of the things I got me hooked there was not just the breakfast. It was the, what they had at the time, the Big Bopper Burger, which was a handmade double cheeseburger. Yeah. And it was freaking huge. 
Mm. So, and I was like, I got to keep coming back here. I like the food. And I did ever since when I had the funds. So. No, like blue and white is great. I've been there a couple of times. I hope they can find whatever footing it is they need. But. Yeah, they, it's not just the new owners that's screwing things over. It's right now they're also having a tough time finding other people that want to work in that industry. And it's the whole aspect of folks nowadays don't want to work in the, the weight staff industry for whatever damn reason. Uh, the weight so. staff industry sucks, so I can kind of understand it. I mean, my philosophy of it is, is, you know, pay people a living wage and they might actually work for you. But if you're not right. going to pay somebody a living wage, you know, you can't expect the world of them. Right. You know, and a lot of people don't seem to understand that concept. And I, I kind of feel bad because some people should, you know. I mean, hell, I, I, as I always jokingly say, I, I'm a maintenance and sanitation, uh, sanitation engineer or a janitor, if you want to be a dick about it, but at least where I work, I get decent benefits. Like I rarely, if ever pay a copay, unless I'm late for an appointment or have to suddenly cancel an appointment. See that that's the thing. It's like right now. Yeah. Am I getting shit pay for what I do? Yeah. Extremely shit pay. But in the places that are within strolling distance for me, but for the past six months, if not longer, they, but it's the pay them at, the employer them at got me off on unemployment. I'm not knocking them. They're good people. But I've tried to apply to the local schools that are in dire, they keep saying we're in dire need of like janitors, but I don't have experience. Give me, give me the lowest pay possible. It's not that hard to push a damn broom. No, it's not. And some of the people I work with, you think it was, but it's not. You know, and it's like, give me a, give me a damn chance. You know, I, I'm willing to take the 24k a year, right, the, on the low end. Give me that. I want the 24k a year. I don't care. I'll, well, you I'll know, say, if you were up this way, I, I'd make sure you got hired in a heartbeat and. We'd, we'd have you trained in five seconds flat. It's not hard. It's sometimes the days are shitty. Like uh, we had this event involving wrestling from 30 different schools and it included all kinds of different ages and everything. Yeah. Being visibly trans in a high school, dealing with middle schoolers, elementary schoolers and high schoolers kind of sucks. And when you're dealing with 30 different schools, yeah, it was a hell of a day. Like my boss was asking me if I'd work some overtime some weekend. And I'm like, when we get treated the way I was treated the other day. No, you know, I was like, it has nothing to do with the company itself. I said, it has everything to do with how those who are around me treat me. For me, walking distance is anywhere from, depending on the school, anywhere between 10 minutes to an hour. Yeah. Walking, walking. And they don't want to hire. Like when I saw him at a, a show, I was like, yeah, we're hiring. We're in dire need. Yeah. I have three applications. You haven't told me crap. Exactly. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. And one saying, oh, you don't have enough experience. What? Pushing a broom? Whatever. I don't know. I'll, I'll watch YouTube. Yeah. Like, and uh, OJT is a thing, you know, on the job training. Right. But they don't want to do that. They want you 
they want somebody like five years of experience and still pay him like no experience pay. Yeah, or they don't or they don't want to hire. You've worked other jobs probably where you've pushed broom. It just depends on how you pad your resume, you know. Yeah, I when I worked for uh the Wally World uh good many years ago as a pusher of the carts at the store I was at. I was the janitor. I was the stock person. I was yeah, the your pusher everything. of the cart. I was everything. Oh, you need some. Oh, we don't have anybody to hang signs. Signs, Chris. Guess what you're doing today? Exactly. Oh, by the way, you got to bring in carts while you're doing that, and we're going to yell at you for not doing either one because we're yelling at you because you had to do the other. So, yeah, it is what it is. It sucks, you know, and that's life. So, um, yeah, just basically that's, some odd changes here in D and D. Yeah, uh, where'd you want to go next on the conversation? So let's change things up. And since I had my turn right now. Or at least I had the last two turns. Uh, it's time for you. Uh, I think you want to talk about a little something called uh, Last of Us. All right. Well, when it comes to The Last of Us, uh, people have to understand I'm a gamer. I love games. Um, I also love film. And yeah, television. you're one of those PS Sony fan fan girls, aren't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, that was only exclusive to the uh, PlayStation 4 and then went to PC later on. Um, but, yeah, I, I love both of the games. And um, I, I'm very curious what they're going to do with Chapter 2. Um, hopefully they don't try to encompass everything in the first season, like from the first game, because they're going to run out of material real quick if they do. Um, but, you know, I think... When it comes to the TV show, they're doing an excellent job. I do have my quibbles, you know, where they have made some departures. Um, what's, me, what's your quibbles? Okay. Well, my favorite song of all time, and yes, it's me and my partner's song, um, which of course is um, Future Days. Uh, with the TV show, it's not going to make an appearance because the time frame from when the uh the mushroom i'm trying to remember what's called uh cordyceps from when the cordyceps uh pandemic hits is completely different between the game and the show because in the game um the cordyceps hit like around 2012 2013 um the song future days came out right kind of on the cusp and so it's going to make chapter two really, really hard for Joel to be showing Ellie how to play that song. Because with the continuity of the show, I want to say like the outbreak happens in the early 2000s prior to 2010. So basically, uh, yeah, that song hasn't came into existence yet. That's my only quibble. That's my only problem. The let me just say this, uh, folks at home, we're, as we're recording, we only, I think, me and Sasha only saw the first three episodes. The uh, fourth episode is stre uh, streaming live now as of re us recording this. So um, we, our information right now is kind of limited in a way. So uh, I'm looking at looking at it at, on Hulu right now. I'm not watching the episode. I'm just... I see it posted up and that it's live and streaming. 
says live on multiple networks. Yep. So and it's on HBO um, Max. Um so, I'm, I'll probably watch it after we're done doing our but, talk here. Um there's been a lot of controversy over it because there's tons of people who's like, granted, yes, there have been little changes and little changes that have made like thematic sense. Um in the second episode when since I haven't pulled I know there were uh lots of drama when the I think the remake or the second one came out. Fans didn't like it since I never really played either the game, problem with but... the second game is that spoilers, I... but not spoilers, they kill off a major character. Right. Pretty and much it, I mean it was like the everything that not just that, it was now, don't get me wrong. That. Don't get me wrong. Thematically speaking, it's necessary, and that character does show up in flashbacks throughout the game. But the other biggest equivocal is Abby, and a lot of people felt it was kind of tone deaf because you get to play as Ellie for a little bit, and then all of a sudden you get to go into Abby's perspective. And honestly, I think the problem was wasn't so much that Abby showed up. It's just that Neil Druckmann didn't know when to introduce Abby. Now, if they were smart, and granted they didn't have a second game planned after the first game, they should have introduced Abby within the first game. And then when you start the second game, you're playing primarily as her, so you can understand her point of view from the ending of the first game. Again, avoiding spoilers, uh, because most people don't game. Well, at least a good chunk of the population doesn't. Um, but having experienced Abby's point of view before you jump into Ellie's shoes and see why things went down the way they went down, you would have been able to relate more to Abby. The other thing is, is in the game that later on, it's not introduced straight away. Um, there's a trans character. So that created a lot of controversy in the second game as well. And honestly, based on the story, and based on the new cult gang religious sect that people run across, it made sense because it kind of showed you a converse of people that came from that group that don't fall into that group anymore because of the way that they view the world versus how they are. Um, a lot of people got kind of, mm, you guys are forcing you know, visibility and acceptance on us. And it's like, it's not really forced because doesn't matter how this character identifies Abby's helping them out here regardless you know it's not tentative to the plot but that was a lot of the quibbles the new character Abby killing off a major character and then of course the introduction of a trans character and a lot of it the complaints are tone deaf you know it's just the fact that people don't like change and they don't like visibility and they don't like acceptance but the thing of it is is the way the game presents all of that it's not beaten into your head. Now, I will agree Abby wasn't introduced properly. We should have got some sort of primer to Abby before, like, the beginning of the second game, like something at the end. Um, and hopefully that's something that the TV show does. But, again, we won't know until we get there. Uh, but everything else... It's just people being whiny little bitches. Me, I'm quibbling about the time frame because my favorite song's not going to be there. But I don't know. Maybe they'll fudge it and say Joel made it up, which would still be kind of cool, but 
it'd be kind of selling short the band that performs said song. Uh, the I enjoyed since I didn't play the games. I am, as you probably know, I'm mostly a Xbox fanboy. Mm -hmm. I like bigger controllers. Hey, when we get there, when we get there, once we're done talking about this, we need to talk about Dead Space and the Xbox. And I'm talking the new one. Because I'm confused about something and I think you can help me with it. Okay. But anyway. some somebody prefers smaller controllers over the big ones. It's too con- uncomfortable on her hands. But think of it this but. way, Chris. Remember the Duke controller with the original Xbox? Yeah. I still think that was the most comfortable controller. I think, honestly, when we got the little tiny S, it was nice. It was cute, but it wasn't as good as the Duke. You could buy Duke controllers, you know. Oh, yeah, but they're expensive. Yeah. Because they got that weird little, like, screen in where, like, the little plastic bubble used to be back in the day. um, If you didn't know, it's an LCD screen there, and I'm just like, it's a bit excessive, you know? But anyways, you were saying... But anyway, let's still show you. I got a new, brand new PS4 controller much bigger it's nice you should it's not it. that much bigger no they're about it's the not. same size but there's something about the dual shock i mean let's just be honest but i mean come uh, on, do you remember the original playstation controller without the analog sticks yeah just I, that I, little cross pad and all the buttons yeah but it was the perfect the... resident evil controller don't bring up Resident Evil. I, I didn't. I rented the game. I didn't like it that much. Uh, I'm not one? saying it wasn't a bad ga- game. It's just that having Seven to hold, having to pretty much hold all these controller buttons just to aim your gun. It sounds uh-huh. like seven or eight. So was it seven or eight? It might might have been seven. Okay. Uh, the, now, if it was five, I would totally accept five as a complaint because Chris punches a boulder and makes it move by punching it. (laughs) And six, well, we just don't talk about six anymore. But uh, back to Last of Us. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed, like I said, I know nothing of the game, so this is the first time being introduced to that universe. Uh, I enjoyed Pablo Pascal's, you know, doing what he did and the introduction and the new type of zombies. That in essence we are introduced to. We're but are I'm they sure you're really not... new? I mean, Matango kind of did it first. Oh, new to me. Okay, you've never seen the Toho movie from the sixties known as Matango with killer mushroom people? No, I don't think so. No, you need to check it out. Okay, um, so it's new to me. But the only. Ep- episode that I felt uncomfortable with. I felt uncomfortable with. I think you know the episode, which was three. The third episode. It wasn't so much... Let me just say, it wasn't so much the two characters being gay. It was the implied sex scenes. Okay. Uh, Me being... uh, 
straight, me being cis, I was not comfortable with that. Of the being of the community, it was a bit forced. It could have been something glazed over. So, but hear me out. I found I don't take me at my word. One of the things I've been hearing through some of the people that are that swing more so on the conservative side that tend to like to stop and uh, cry and yell about certain things, uh, even though they were forced to admit that they've been enjoying Last of Us, which is for you is like, <laughs> you're enjoying this too, aren't you? But uh, they were also uncomfortable with it and what they dug around to find out. I guess they got to talk about somehow. They said they found an article, I think, put out by a out someplace out in California mm-hmm. saying the person that is the front runner or one of the writers no behind uh, the episode did it just to troll. He added those aspects just to be no. an act. And according to the article, that's what he said in the article. Here's here's the thing from the game. So, and I'm just going to describe, like, Bill and... I always forget the other dude's name. Because Bill is the heavier set guy right. played by the comedian. Um, I'm kicking myself for not remembering his name. I'm not I'm not sure exactly the article. I should have brought up Because in the game, so. like, Bill and him had a fallen out because... He knew he was dying and he kind of was trying to separate himself from Bill. And he hung himself in secret. And there was a breach on the gate. So, of course, some of the fact it got in and Bill never found his body up until later on. Game wise, it made sense because it's the first time you learn how to make traps in the game. Because there's like explosive traps, sound traps that you can throw that makes noise to draw clickers and all the ones that are driven by sound to that general direction. Um, it was a way to kind of build in that mechanic. And then it also was a good introduction to some of the bigger batter infected that hopefully we run into later. And like the layout of Lincoln was completely different because a lot of it was blocked off with cars. There was a bunch of stuff going on in Lincoln. And of course you had infected run and lose Bill had set up traps because Bill's good at traps um, and he was busy looking for his boyfriend at the time and only through the course of the game does Bill find out what happened and then Bill helps with the big boss battle in the middle of Lincoln and there's a lot of interaction between him and Ellie and to me in the game it made sense from a game mechanic standpoint because you're learning how to make traps And there's also that parallel between Bill and Ellie, because even though it hasn't been revealed yet, because a year after the first game came out, there's a DLC known as Left Behind, which goes over how Ellie got infected. And Ellie actually was out with her girlfriend, and they were exploring a dead mall and looking at Halloween costumes. And during the process is when she got bit and her girlfriend got killed. That that little aspect was hinted at, I think, in one of the earlier, uh, either the, I think the second episode. She says she was exploring. It's mentioned, but it's going to show up right. as an actual storyline later on. I'm going to assume sometime after Pittsburgh, which should be this episode, um, and then sometime before the cannibals. Well, the pedo cannibals, and we're just going to leave it at that. 
um, later on, but they'll probably insert that like during the whole, you know, recovery of Joel because something horrible will happen to Joel and Ellie gets what she needs to do to make sure Joel's okay. And we get a flashback sequence into what would have been in the game left behind. At least that's my guess. If it's not hinted at it this episode, it'll probably be episode five, but I think that's why they went the different direction because they wanted Bill to have a happier story. And because we're watching a show, we don't need that tutorial on how to make traps. Right, right. Like I said, I just wanted to bring that up. It's like I wasn't fully sure of the full story behind of... Disappointing uh, we don't get the big monster battle, but we don't need that trap building thing. It would have been nice because... I did want the whole interaction in the truck with Ellie leafing through the porno mag that Bill has hidden in the truck and go, wow, these pages are stuck together. Why are these pages stuck together? But it's, I said for me, it was the implied stuff that was uncomfortable and I'm not exactly sure. Uh, Everything else, like the romance was fine. Like, yeah, I I had no problem with that. Yeah. But as someone, depending on how you want to work things, as a straight guy, as a cis guy, uh, it some of the things the it. But them- here's here's the here's the thing I want you to take away from this, and I want you to watch a show that has your normal cis het relationships in it that includes sex scenes, and I want you to look at it as if it was a same sex couple or something else going on. And then ask yourself, if in that situation this was a same-sex comfor- uh, couple, would I feel as uncomfortable now as I do did then? That, I'm sure there are people that, even if they were straight, they would find seeing uh, an atypical... But what I'm uh, saying is, stereotypical like, if you're watching a hetero relationship right. on TV, it's commonplace. Yeah, even though it might be commonplace, then I'm sure there are people, there are people out who there find it uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Um, but those people aren't in the majority as they would be if it was same sex. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, they're not. Most people. I think even George Carlin once said, "I'm more comfortable uh, with somebody." Though I will honestly yeah. say, I know my kid has been interested in some older slasher movies. Now, when it's come to the Friday the 13th chapter, I'm just like, mm, fast forward. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's how, uh, like I said, I've said it many times on your shows. That, hey, that's how I got through puberty. Oh, but you get what I'm saying. Movie. Yeah, yeah. It, it, the 80, there's something about the 80s stuff. It, nowadays, no. no. Now, you can only find I that stuff through. It was a through. beautiful episode, but I 100% agree with you. I, I thought a lot of that was forced. And the fact that you had cishet actors in the role made it feel even more forced. I think I'm not exactly sure. I don't think I said I don't I should have wrote it down so I had better context behind my statement because you no, know how no, much I like that. But it um, in regards to the the person behind it having it would be like to if I wrote trick. a movie and had you and Big Candy as a couple in it, and then had scenes like that in it. Uh, it would so not be comfortable. What I meant by, but the aspect of what that particular person thought was 
a gotcha moment or it would be uh, funny, trick, but it would but not be no, cool. no, no. What I mean is to the the fans or to the uh the right wing fans to get you like get them all riled up. I'm not sure exact. I don't remember what exactly I don't think was, it was the that. It was because like even Neil Druckmann, the guy who created Last of Us, he's like, I like the episode, but he's like, I understand there's a difference between TV and a video game, right? So that's what I mean in context of what exactly and he's like I said let the writers do to. what they needed to do. And apparently there is an uncut version of this episode that things get a little more complex and it runs about two and a half hours. And I'm kind of curious about that version. What's kind of uh I don't know what would be in it. But I'm kind of intrigued by it. But he's like, it made me cry just watching the two and a half hours. It made the writer cry. It's like, we were on the right track, but we still did not want this to be a two and a half hour episode. So, like I said, to each their own, you know, it's like, I have, you know, my thoughts about certain things. And again, it's like, it's one of those things that, but we me, agree here. We, we, Understand we, that. We right. agree. There there are things that, as I said even earlier in this episode, there are things that we agree upon, and there's things that we disagree upon. I love and, representation, but I hate it when it's forced. And I hate it. I hate it when it's not properly represented. Because we <clears> both <throat> know both of them actors are cishet. And to me, it's it, like, do you know how many gay actors are out there that would kill for that part? I'm like, and I it, know several bear actors that would love to do that or are big and bearded and ready. And the thing it. is, that's why it's like, that's one of the things I agree with you on. It's like, yeah, do I want to see? But even so that, even they would be like, hey, this is a little much. We can have the romance, right. but we don't need to show the bedroom. Do I want repres- Would I agree to representation? Yes. Should we have representation? Yes. Yes. Should we palette swap? Should we gender swap? Should we swap? You know what depends on the long- scenario on how interesting the story is. To me, I'm on the other side. It's like no. No, if it's been long standing, no. But think of it Should, this way. And this is how you, I you look want to at it. Your own... Like, take Spider Man, for example. Okay. We're so used to milk toast, Caucasian, Parker. Jewish. A lot of people don't know this, but Peter Parker's Jewish, Jewish Spider Man. Now, with Miles Morales. That Spider-Man still exists, but he's dead in that timeline, and this is the first. So he took a lot. There are. It makes me sound hypocritical in some instances, and it's. I'm okay with that. Yeah, but it's like I'm okay with something like Miles Morales. Yes, he didn't take. They didn't say, "Okay, here's Peter Parker, and we made him uh, make him black or make him multiracial." Like uh, Nick. He took uh, Nick Fury. He was an alternate version of it. Nick I don't Fury, care. To me, as I don't terrible care about as that. it sounds, as terrible as it sounds, and you might not remember this, but I remember it because I remember all the crap, so you don't have to. 
back in the, the day. Uh, David, ha- David Hasselhoff. There we go. The Hoff. He was our the Nick Hoff. Fury. I've seen it. He was our Nick Fury. But there are instances where, okay, you know, you probably know this. I'm a Stephen King fan. My favorite series of books from Stephen King is Dark Tower. <sighs> I, oh, don't you cite me, woman. <laughs> And now, no, because here's my problem with Dark Tower. It was King at an early age creating his worlds and it shows, and he tried to create a multiverse in Stephen King world. I'm not a fan of that. You know, there's some stuff as a 15 year old kid you need to let go of. I like the series. When the movie came out, did I have issues with now the talisman issues? I liked. Oh, did I have issues with? Idris being Roland? No. Not real. Though I was like, I wanted to see him, like with Hell, my review of Hellraiser, I wanted to see how he did the role. Did I like how Eldris did a great did, job. Did, uh, did I like how Eldris did portray Roland? Yes. It's Eldris. He doesn't do Eldris. anything wrong. He, he, did, he did it. Man. He hyped it. Uh, he did he did the character justice, but I would have still would have loved Eastwood Scott Eastwood. I think his name is Scott Clint Eastwood's son. Yes, do the role. Oh God! But I'm not. I'm not. Play. I'm not knocking Idris at all. He did a bang up job. That the whole Dark Tower movie was a bit uh, shit show from a studio perspective. That's what it was. They the people who play the characters did a bang up job. I have no problem with that. And and a lot of folks are like, well, Stephen King signed off of it. He said it was probably one of the spokes in the wheel that is Dark Tower. Like, dude, any author that has a uh, studio runs up to them, dump, drives up to them with a uh, a mining dump truck full of freaking cash and dumps it in their driveway, they're going to say yes and promote the damn thing anyway. It doesn't well, matter. Let's agree on something here when it comes with uh, young Eastwood. His talents were wasted in that sequel to Pacific Rim. So, uh, after we watched it, uh, the sequel... <sighs> I think I've seen it once. It was it was okay because you had him and you had uh, what's his name uh, from all the new Star Wars. Star movies. Wars. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I loved him in Attack the Block. I can't wait for Attack the Block two. I hope his new Star Stardom doesn't ruin it. But a sequel to Attack the Block in a prison. Give me now, please. Right, but have you seen Attack the Block? No, I have to. I have to. It's probably, I have. You gotta watch Attack the Block. The the, the list of movies uh, I have yet to watch could feel like it is so good because it deals with a bunch. Look this of, thing. It deals with a bunch of uh, British like gangster kids where they don't have guns, but they have fireworks and pocket knives, and they have to go up against an alien horde. And they're not even 16. Most of them are like 14, 15. And that guy is only like 14 or 15. Because the one girl in the movie has to break into his bedroom to get some stuff out for him. And she's like, oh, does your little brother live here? Because he's got Spider-Man sheets. And he's all like, no, that's my bedroom. And it's like, oh my god, this is a little tiny 
but there there's stuff like that that you can understand why I seem hypocritical. It's just that 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 whole aspect. It's like we and you know my arguments in regards to it. It's like fifty years ago, close to fifty years ago, we had the whole aspect of black exploitation movies where you had a bunch of folks saying we don't like what's going on in Hollywood. We're well, going to do shit ourselves. Here's the thing that I think that's interesting when it comes to the whole Idris and the Dark Tower debate. What? And granted, I know the truth behind this. You ever read much of Ian Fleming's books? Uh, no. Okay, so the basis of James Bond, like the description that's given. Oh, the James Bond book. In the he, order he's never described as white. He's tall, dark, and handsome. And to me, it's like, but, just cast Idris. But I do know that Christopher Lee was good friends with Ian Fleming, and that was actually his basis for James Bond. But what, Young Christopher what I heard, Lee was... I, I don't know who, who might have mentioned it or where they get the information from, but a lot of folks have come out and said in regards to Ian Fleming's 007 books that the character is overly sexist, he's overly racist, he's overly this, he's overly that. So It was a product of the time. Because you have to remember the novels were set, the original novels were set in like the 30s, the 40s, and the 50s. People are so used to associating it with the 60s, 70s, and 80s because that's when a lot of the big Bond trends were going on with the films. But the earlier books, much earlier. So it, it like I said, this Again, is a not conversation. You, we could go into this conversation, I mean, really deeply at some point. This is kind of what I want to do. Go into the That's aspects when the of the podcast of darkness. We, we right. go off on a tangent. But Hashtag it, tangent. Tangent. Because I've had folks come up to me like, well, in regards to, you know, we got to do it. No, you got, you know, it's like, I'm, the person I spoke to, <coughs> excuse me, spoke to said, oh, the reason why everything's so cis and all this is because everybody's been gaslit. And you're, my, in essence, my report, response to it is like, yeah, and you're gaslighting everybody else to race, gender, and in essence, you're gaslighting folks to gaslight and you're taking the easy way out by Flipping everything, taking what's there. Uh, like, best example, let's take the new Little Mermaid thing. That The controversy behind that. They, I'm not knocking the actress at all. I'm just no, using I'm it as an example. Uh, my point in regards to that that I want to make in my show when I was putting everything together and we can dwell on it, it's like, why not have, instead of redoing uh, a race swapping, the low... Ariel, why not do something the equivalent of a Christmas carol? Right. And what I mean by that is the premise of Christmas carol has been point for point been done throughout. I'm not just talking about a readaptation of the original Dickens story, but they've done uh, the real Ghostbusters done something similar as a cartoon in the eighties, mm -hmm. it's that, that, that aspect, they used, uh, someone from the past, someone present, someone the future, 
Um, oh, you're talking about the Christmas Carol episode with Brooke. Right. Like, okay. yeah. Uh, something similar in regards to uh, how that story has been adapted and changed. You could have something equivalent. Well, here's the of thing. That. I'm kind of glad that you mentioned The Little Mermaid. But did you know that Hans Christian Andersen was gay and his story about The Little Mermaid was about his romance of another guy? But hear me out in regards to this. Instead of redoing the whole the ending aspect that, of, that wasn't yeah happy. yeah but but uh, yeah but instead of redoing our photos uh color swapping Ariel they already readapted or did a similar aspect of the Little Mermaid story in a way right. if you want to if you want to reach if you want to reach it was called and it's owned by Disney. It's oh, called Splash. About- oh, okay. It's Splash. Splash is a Little Mermaid story. You know, we, there's a Splash too, right? Yes. Yeah. Did you already know there's too. an Encino Man too, and everybody forgets yeah. about that? But the, but the thing is, they already. That's my point. It's like they, you could redo Splash, and it works, and it'll work, and the people don't want to do it because they do that. I think they tried to and it didn't pan didn't out. Work, didn't pan out, but either way, it's something well, I'm, that's my reach audience. Like Splash was a modern retelling of The Little Mermaid. But here's the thing, and this is the big thing. You're dealing with one medium versus another. You're dealing with a video game character and a television character. character. Right. And you have and there's going to be well. some layover. Uh, Could you imagine if we had a Legend of Zelda movie and the whole way through we had to deal with Navi? You mean the fairy? Listen, look, listen. Uh, You got to figure people, the fans, if that fairy wasn't in there doing that, you'd have 50% of the fans wanting it in there. It's still better than, excuse me. Oh, Oh, come on, if they, if they do a Legend of Zelda movie, and she does not say, ex- or Link does not say, excuse me, princess, I am pissed. I, that to this day, I to am this pissed. day, I am pissed. I, I am, am pissed, pissed that if they don't reference the CDI, I'm so hungry I could eat an Octorok. <laughs> Listen, I am pissed to this day that Tony Stark and Doctor Strange should not look at each other and say, no shit, Sherlock. I am pissed. <laughs> yes, I agree. But you get what I'm saying. It's just... Yes. It's like they have to, they have to for the There's fans. There's some the changes. I still don't understand why they changed the date of the outbreak. I'm hoping for some sort of better explanation. But... But yeah, the ch- that's why only... Changes, minor changes are nitpickers. Fodder. There, we can nitpick about a whole mess of different things. Right. But at the end of the day, like when it comes to the song Future Days, just the fact that, you know, I don't get to hear Pearl Jam adaption of it and then Joel teaching Ellie how to do it. I'm kind of disappointed. And that's just me. You know, I mean, uh, Pearl Jam, come on. It's like a mo- uh, band that we grew up with. 
And then just to say, no, nope, they don't exist canonically in this timeline making that song. The moose jokes, the moose in jokes continue. Uh, just catching up real quick. Uh, basically, the group that uh, I'm part of that we've been in essence together. For well, the I'm going to let you describe that. I have to hit the latrine and I shall return. Okay. Uh, folks at home, like most groups, uh, we have my D&D group has in jokes. That's right. We have in jokes. And it's our in joke stems from one of the first <laughs> first sessions we put out for the campaign. One one things one of the first things we ran into was a giant moose. Uh, it could have been normal sized moose for all we know. A moose that kind of sort of talked a little bit. I think if I remember correctly. So, to this day, moose jokes are a plenty that we talk about. And every time we find something funny involving moose, we put it out. We share it. And I am going to tell them that is a... I got a reply to this. The... Moose in jokes shall continue. Moose in jokes continue. Now it has to always continue. Good in jokes always continue. They will last forever. The sad thing is having to explain them to new people and having to fill dead air while. Folks, go to the latrine and let's see what this is. And that and that. So what did I miss? Oh, uh, uh, basically, uh, one of the guy folks in my D&D group uh, shared uh, a moose joke. And as I was telling the folks at home. The band that, news? No, m- moose. M-O as in. Okay. Yeah. I moose my hair, to, you know, sort of thing. Yeah, I got you. Um, one of the first encounters, I think it was either session one or session two, we had to fight a talking moose, <laughs> a spiritual talking moose. And since then, moose jokes rear it, their ugly head every so Canadian? often. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, not the atypical Canadian, you know, Alaskan, Alaskan moose. Hey, so. <laughs> you watch them leaves. You watch them leaves. And stuff like that. So it's like... Yeah, hoser. <laughs> For, in essence, the moose jokes in this group are like goat jokes between, like, you, me, and the gang. You know, they just they just keep rearing their ugly head all the time. It's like, oh, look, another mo- funny moose joke. Got to share it with the group. So, and it, it's... It's always something. And it, with the with that partic- this particular group, it's always something funny. I'm always finding that person energy you know you have like i haven't found your energy yet through like tiktok but i found other people's energy like oh this reminds me of this person it's it's like people who's like oh you need to be on snapchat no i'm not not under the age of 13 i'm good 
<laughs> no, it's I, I don't want to go on Snapchat. I, I think I, I created an account TikTok for my show. Either. It's like, no, <laughs> so I, I, I go on TikTok, I find energy that represents like big candy. I'll find uh, energy that represents like uh, folks in my D&D group. Uh, and other than that, it's like, no, no, no. You haven't found it's like this is the scream Sasha energy. No, I haven't found that yet. Dark, but... spooky, and start uh sarcastic. It shouldn't be too hard. To <laughs> I know Goth isn't just... as big as it used to be. Uh not not that nothing that screams Sasha. <laughs> oh, well, nothing that I screams Sasha. At least in this universe. <laughs> but all the stuff I just find Besides, I am like... Sasha Supreme. But it it's other stuff. It's like I some of the stuff I you've seen what I've shared on Facebook in regards oh, yeah, to I, I saw TikTok. you yeah, yeah. kid goat. I'm like, oh, you have a kid. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm that. Go it's ahead. It's 40. like I think one year of uh, a uh, like a women's group uh, for charity. They sang uh, Christmas carols to the. Um, incorporated like goats singing jingle bells and silent oh, night. And, and, and I shared it with Big Candy, and he said, "Playing with my skull." No sooner, no, I said, "No sooner did I send it." He said, "I like the said, about five minutes later." <laughs> five minutes later, he was like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> he literally went, "Fuck you!" I went, "Uh, I don't I understand the fuck you, but." What happened? He said, message back on Facebook was, I nearly fell down the stairs laughing so hard <laughs> watching this video. Like, and you are, in that case, you are welcome. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> so, like, Last of Us, like, at least the first but, two episodes, we can both say we've enjoyed them. Uh, right. Like, the second episode did have a major... I, I'm, not saying the I'm not saying the third episode wasn't bad, just that... Well, I enjoyed the third mm, episode. Yeah. There, there's certain creative choices I would have made. Like personally, I would have loved to see that Bill didn't die and he was still mourning his partner's death, and then Joel and Ellie show up. That's the direction I would have went, and then thrown in the big boss fight. Um, but it just made sense because like when Bill's partner decided to die, why wouldn't Bill end his life? Um. Yes, suicide, awareness, things of that nature. Yeah. But come on, we're dealing with an apocalypse situation. There isn't too much really going on, you know. Um, but it would have been interesting. But outside of that, I like the episode for what it was. But I almost feel it was like early Emmy bait. It was too late to get this Emmys, but it might get next Emmys. Right. But either way. But the first two episodes, fine. Um, the second episode, my only other quibble is the fact the way that Tess dies, that was not supposed to be the Cordycep creatures. It was actually supposed to be Fedra. Fedra was busted up the fireflies, not the Cordycep creatures. Like the Fedra agents that run the whole town that they're in found out the fly yeah. fireflies were meeting there, and that's who killed the fireflies. And then when Ellie, Joel, and Tess shows up, 
they had to contend with Fedra agents. Tess is like, I'm already bit, so fuck these guys. I'm going to end their day. And so Joel and Ellie, it's the same end result. Again, it's a quibble. But I think in later parts of the show, it would have been better. Because by the time we get to chapter two, there is a lot of fuck Fedra sentiment. Because when you get to chapter two, you find out Fedra absolutely fucking failed. And Fedra's the guys who run the towns that everybody lives in. You got to check in. They scan everybody, etc. Don't mind me. It's just that uh, I thought you'd froze up for a second. I'm like, oh, crap. Computer issues. No, um, pardon me. It's like I haven't saw a few clips on. Not to break away from Last of Us, uh, I saw a few clips. Well, we can go into the, something different if you want. Well, that's what I kind of wanted to lead into. Like we're both in agreement that when it comes right. to video game ad- adaptation, it's pretty good. And one of the things I wanted to point out here. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but I can hook you up. It's on my Voodoo. If my password's changed again, let me know. I'll send you the new password. Um, but the new Resident Evil, like, they finally gave us everything that we wanted out of a Resident Evil movie, like fans of Resident Evil, and we still fucking hated it. Oh, that's been going on for a while. Yeah, 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 but, like, the most recent one, we had everything. We had the mansion, we had RE2, we had actual characters. Everybody still fucking hated it. And it's like, what more do you want? Yes, I want to see the Romero script, but Romero's dead. We're not getting that adaptation. Just get over it. We got a couple Japanese commercials. That's all you're getting. Maybe someday somebody will take the franchise and do something decent with it. Get over it. But not all video game adaptations are bad. For every Uncharted, we get a Last of Us. Um, Yes, your password does work. Because under my uh, gamer tag for the show on my Xbox, the Lone Coat Mafia account on my Xbox Live, uh, I have your Password for video on there. Everything everywhere all at once. Uh no, not yet. I it's online. Do watch it. If that doesn't win Academy Awards and Oscars, fuck the Oscars. No, I don't. I see it. You got it there. Yes, Uh, it's so good. But why am I uh, drawn to crabs? I just watched that recently. If you watch it, we'll watch it and do a review together. So is it uh it is cheesy like horror sci-fi with a bit of kaiju action mixed in. And it's I see the bad new, but uh, good. The new uh Resident Evil, the one that came out like two years ago or close to two years ago. Uh see everything everywhere at all at once. Well see, my options see. were to get crabs on voodoo for like fifteen bucks. Or buy it on Blu-ray or DVD for 30 plus. And I'm like, fuck that. I'll just get it on Voodoo. And yeah, with I understand you a card, I can grab shit right off of Voodoo and upload it to my computer. 
So if you want to do crabs, we can do crabs. It is a weird, cheesy, fucking sci-fi, weird-ass movie about killer crabs. All about it. If you want to turn it into a double feature with Island Claws, I will buy that fucker and we'll watch it too. It's there. I think you'll dig it. Why do you have a message? Oh, that's... No, that's me. Why do I have three chat requests? <laughs> uh, all of them fuck. No, all of it has been fucking spam. Yeah, most of it is. I don't even look at Instagram anymore because everything is spam. Let's see. I have a friend of one of your old friends. This is I wanted to ask you down to play later. It's me and a mutual friend by later on Twitch my judges. That's 12 days ago. It shows you how often I'm on fucking show's account. Right. That's from 12 days ago. So um, while we're on topic. Rick and Morty, the whole debate with Rick and Morty, because you, I think, posted it well before yeah. I did. What's going on there? Oh, uh, the dealio with that. Justin uh, Roiland. Justin the voice of Rick and Morty himself. Uh, creator of Rick and Morty. Creator of Rick and Morty. What well, I say one of the creators of Rick and Morty. Um, what happened was I think 2021, if not as far back as 2019, he had charges put up against him in regards to domestic abuse. Not uh, him and his uh, his lawyer are fighting the charges, and to see exactly like I said, we've as I told George and I've told you, it's like this. The details are not out yet. Uh, things were made public, I think, late last year, or in essence, early this year. The charges have been floating around for a while. He got arrested. I think things are going to a head this year. That's why everything's coming out now. And folks at Adult Swing uh, and Squatch Games are getting ahead of the matter just in case these accusations are true. All right. So I'm going to give you my take on this. How often do you watch the end credits? Uh, I, for Rick and Morty? Yeah, like the very uh, end all- card that's done in claymation. Uh, all the time. I think okay. I've paid attention to it. The one that says you got that or something like that. Well, you'll notice that in like the first couple seasons, it shows actually like a claymation version of Justin Roiland with his girlfriend at the time. I guess at some point they were married. And throughout the show, if you pay attention to that in title card, you can see that the relationship kind of fell apart. And then I guess Justin realized his sexuality found his proper partner and ever since like the end title card has been pretty upbeat and the thing that sinks it all 
is season five, episode 10 of Rick and Morty. At the very end, there is a finale stinger involving Mr. Poopy Butthole. And he talks about relationships and how things sometimes don't work out and the partners that we're with and the people that we should be sharing our life with, but it's not working out. And then you find the people that you should be sharing it with, but you kind of feel guilty about all the people that you hurt on the way. Justin has been telling his side of the story since season fucking one. None of this stuff was never made transparent. It was always out there in the open. He was always telling us what was going on. It's kind of like the shit with um, Marilyn Manson, another person who's got a lot of controversy around them of late. At no point did he ever say that he was a positive person to be within a relationship. He's made it clear in his music, his life, his interviews that he's a violent, nasty person and nobody should be with him. And anybody who is with him is welcoming tragedy into their lives. Kind of reminds me of that old story about the old woman in the middle of winter collecting sticks to keep her fire warm. And she finds a snake that's frozen to the ground. She takes the snake inside, lets him warm up, lets him falls out, nurses him back to health. And at the end of the day, the snake bites the old woman killing her. And as she dies, she says, why did you do this to me? I took you in. I kept you alive. And you know what the snake's response is? Bitch, I'm a fucking snake. I told you that from the beginning. And I'm not. Ex- uh, in essence, the uh, I think it's the frog and the scorpion or the frog and uh, scorpion and the turtle, some shit like that. Same type of story. Right. But. The thing of it is, is, is that Justin Roiland has been saying from season one that he was in a bad relationship and now he's in a good spot and he's not saying that he didn't hurt people. He's never once denied that because sometimes it takes us a while to figure out who we are, what we are, where we're going in life. And it sucks because nobody wants to be alone. Uh all in all, the how the trial goes down and what comes out of the trial, we'll we will eventually find out. Uh, but what I don't. I right. honestly don't think that his show should be taken from him until a decision's made, because it's not like he wasn't transparent with us from the beginning. Same way with Marilyn Manson. Yes, he's an asshole. I'm saying, I'm, the dick. I'm saying the granted you. You bring out fine examples, but you also have to look at the past. What has happened in the past as well? Look at Johnny Depp. Look at uh, uh, Chris Hardwick. But at the uh, end of the yeah, day, but things that you know, things came out, or they got accused of something. Like let's say Chris Hardwick, he got married. He he had a, a relationship before. He got married to a wonderful person, and. This person uh, he got married to was a person with cash. Uh, pretty much she was part of, I think, uh, if I remember correctly, in interviews he's go- given. This person was like part of the uh, paper industry or something like that. She's an heiress of the paper industry. She, in essence, person's got, chicks got men- money. 
and he's built up his company and what he's playing and nurse and all that over the years. And this ex-girlfriend came out saying, all of a sudden came out saying, oh, he's abusive, he's this, he's that, he's this, he's done this, he's done that. And what happened was Nerdist took his name off of anything that said he was the founder. Um, San Diego Comic-Con, if I remember, remember sir, said he's no longer able to host any uh, panels anymore at San Diego. Uh, even his um, uh, podcast that he did with Nerdist were taken off the air. His ID10T podcast went, I think, got uh, viewers left, uh, listeners left that show. Uh, but it came out later that through receipts being put out and through litigation that some of the stuff that she was saying were not right. She was just all like, it came out closer to the aspect of she, she was saying some of the stuff to get money off of him because he was married now married into money. Sort of speak, and 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 that's the whole thing. Like, would this even be a debate if he didn't have money and everything else? And why are we taking a show from the creator? Because let's be honest, when it comes down to it, Rick and Morty, Rick is not the hero of the story. He never has been. Never. Well, he's never. He's always been an asshole. Exactly. And I honestly think with this whole show, it was Justin Roiland examining his life. And Rick is everything that he was. And Morty is everything that he should be. You know, he had to live as Rick as the asshole for the longest time. And now he gets to live as Morty. And it sucks that this there, there's people in our lives that shit goes sour with. You've been through it. I've been through it. We've all been through it. It sucks. Right. You know, we regret it. Granted, sometimes we're narcissistic assholes who won't admit to it. But at the end of the day, like if you legit sit down and listen to like that one post credit scene I described, like it's literally Justin Roiland talking to his audience and everything that's going on up until the end of season five. Um, I can play it now if you want. No, I got uh, I got it on my voodoo. I have at least all six seasons on yeah, voodoo. Season five, so. episode 10, post-credit scene, poopy butthole. He pretty much sums it up and it's a heartbreaking speech. And I think that's actually Justin Roiland talking from the heart before all of this shit happened. And to be honest, if you were paying attention towards every last claymation in credits through his heartache, his pain, his breakup, his separation, finding a new partner and having new hope, you know, it, it doesn't make sense. If, if they were going to do anything, they shouldn't continue the show. They should just end it. And then the wait. thing is, what's go- what's going to happen? Let's say, best case scenario, best case scenario, he he is declared innocent of every charge. I don't even think he's going to be declared innocent because I hate to say it, he will probably go to trial and say, "Hey, these are the facts," and they're not going to be. Let's say he. Let's say for 
Granted, I'm not a lawyer. I don't play one on TV. It comes out in the trial that he is innocent of all these charges. There's no proof that he did it. He's innocent. What happens then? Exactly. But if he is guilty, yeah, it's though hindsight is twenty twenty. He now has, you know, these shows pretty much distance themselves, saying, "Hey, this is why we did it then." Because, well, look, hey, we didn't want his name on stuff that he was guilty of. That's why we did it. So this was just a pre- preventative measure. To me, it's just like in the show, because we've had delays in Rick and Morty before. Right. But the delays happen. I mean, hell, look at shows that didn't have any problems, like the Ventures Brothers. Like, hell, there were sometimes, what, two, three years between seasons? Something like that. Heck, uh, same thing happened with, like, Robot Chicken. There's, there's been times, like, two or three years it was steady, like year after year, year after year. But after that, it was like two years, three years. I don't, I don't even know if there's going to be a, a season twelve. Exactly. I don't even know if there's not. So, I mean, it's like look at Aqua Teen Hunger Force. We're getting a new season finally, but none of the voice actors are the same, which kind of sucks for my buddy Casey Means, and I hope he somehow gets something out of this. Because he's right. had to go to shows and not had rooms or things of that nature because nobody's paying attention to the fact that he started this show. He didn't get to participate in the latest movie. And chances are he's not going to get to participate in future seasons. And it sucks because that's just how Cartoon Network operates. Of course, Cartoon Network is going away. It's all going to be HBO Max here soon or Hulu or some sort of combination between the two. That's... But, like, it sucks. In regards to that, depending on who you pay attention to, pay attention to with like HBO Max and uh, Warner Brothers stuff and Cartoon Network, they're taking like what was it last year? I think it was half their content's now gone. Like half the cartoons and stuff that was on, uh, I think one of the networks is now gone. Right. It's just like Saturday morning cartoons. Look how quickly that faded because you could access everything on the internet whenever you wanted it. Why do you got to wake up at five in the morning and have a giant bowl of cereal and not wake up your parents? You don't have that excuse now. You can wake up any time in the day and stream it on your phone or your computer or whatever. Mostly, depending on, again, that's something depending on who you talk to. Saturday morning cartoons, as soon as Cartoon Network and Boomerang started to hit. Why watch? Wait, why wait for the end of the school day? You had cartoons twenty four seven, and you do now too. But yeah, I'm video. sure you've seen my voodoo. Yeah, you've seen my voodoo. Of course, you know I can't get there. past you know Transformers the movie eighty six because that just plays on repeat. Sorry, it just happens. Like the other night while I was at work, having to work on things and just getting completely messed up and about ready to have a heart attack. The boss is all like, Sosh, you can't have a heart attack tonight. I'm like, I know, I've got better things to do tonight than die. Than die. It's bad enough I use bad references when I uh, introduce the rage room because um, a lot of folks that come in are... Not so much millennials, they're Gen Zers or like they're 20, like 21. And 
I'll point to, you know, because I put large screen TVs in this corner. I'm like, see that TV over there in the corner? See that TV in the spotlight? See that TV losing its religion? And like, huh, what? I'm like, oh my God, nobody gets REM anymore, motherfucker. I don't look, Gen, like, I need a few Gen X, you know, give me a Gen Xers. Give me, you know, a millennial. Oh, somebody that gets REM, man. Is one night uh, we were cleaning stairwells and one of my co-workers make the offhand comment. I don't know who they were talking to, but I had to lose it because the song immediately popped into my head. Because he was bitching, I guess, about something going on between him and his girlfriend. And he's all like, I don't know what her problem is, but I fucked like a beast. And immediately Wasp was in my head. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what I mean when I say Wasp. Fuck like a beast. So, uh, you know, songs do that all the damn time. It's like, I cannot hear um, in the heat of the moment without thinking freaking supernatural. Same thing with uh, uh, was Rocky, you know, like uh, Eye of the Tiger. I can't think if it wasn't for Supernatural. The other day, and I think you'll find humor in this, but we have like one of them big giant indoor stadiums. And I'm yeah. up on the top track, and somebody sees me up there sweeping, and they're like, hey, you know, my immediate statement is, oh, and then down below, you know what they said. A? What? No, A, O. Oh. A. Let's go. <laughs> A, O. Oh. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> and it's like, they don't, people don't get it. It's like, it's like. And of course, the here. 20-something that's downstairs with the other... What the hell is that? And we're both like, fucking like, Ramones! Or it's like, somebody will put on a... It was in Hardball. It's like, uh, from Notorious B.I.G. It's like, uh, Big Papa. It's like, every time I hear that song, I can't think of... I keep, my brain goes straight to Hardball. Every and day like, at 7 like, o'clock, because that is the middle of our shift. My one co-worker says to me, we're halfway there. And my immediate statement is, oh, oh, oh living oh, like a prayer. Oh, <laughs> but you know, but it, yeah, it's like only us know about it. It's like now I get a lot more because I was now more into metal, more into those types of songs, thanks to friends. Um, looking back, yeah, though my adopted father, father passed away a good many years ago, I remember him telling me it's like he was in a he worked for a custom, uh, not bus, but he the place that he worked for did uh bloodmobiles and okay. stuff like that. And he said, one of the he came home, he was telling us that one of the guys is a big, you know, music buff, obviously, he was a metalhead. Um, and he listened, they'd have the radio playing at work, and it, the station that they listened to would always have a tri- trivia, and he'd always try to call in and win because you'd get free food sent to your location. And it was always lunch for the guys. He said, he said he gave the phone to my dad, I, pretty much a boomer, doesn't know music worth a shit. He said, uh, let me know. I got to go take a piss. I'll be back. If they can, uh, if they pick up, 
Let me know. Shout out. Shout to me in the bathroom. I'll give you the answer. And no sooner, like, not even two minutes later, he picks up and says, all right, you're on the air. What's the answer? And he, he said, uh, he called up uh, the mic portion on the phone and went, yo, Tommy, what's the answer? And he's like, nine inch nails. And here's this boomer of a man going, uh, nine inch nails? Someone who has no idea who nine inch nails are saying nine inch nails. He's like, yeah, that's correct. You got the answer. I'm like, oh, that you have like no fucking clue, no fucking clue, do you? This is also a man that knew on almost a yearly basis. If I was, if it was on TV, I'd watch the damn thing. What the movie Flash Queen music sat on t- sat with me to watch Highlander fucking too. Yeah, I know. Don't bring it up, right? But still. <laughs> When I started listening to to Queen, and bitching about, I don't get this band at all. I'm like, dude, you don't even understand that half the music was in like three of the movies that I watched all the goddamn time. There, we are the champions. Was in, is in every sports shit, dude. I'm amazed we had developed the the phrase "boomer" back when we were kids half the time, right? Insane. But anyways. Anywho. So, 2022 year-end review. What were some of your favorite movies from 2022? I had favorite movies in 2022? Uh, (laughs) You didn't necessarily see them in theaters, so. Uh, It's like, I don't remember. Uh... (laughs) Was I alive in 2022? Yeah, I think uh, it was. It was only two months ago. I, um, I felt like I was in Jack Sparrow mode the whole year. Uh, All right, so let's bring up a controversial tub- uh, topic. Halloween ends. Did oh, you enjoy the, it? The, the fi- is that the final one? Yes. I haven't seen it yet. Yes. I haven't cool. seen it yet. So, I cannot fully comment on it. You have to watch it, but you'll regret the fact that you watched it. Because to me, it was like, why didn't you just go ahead and make Christine? Yeah, because Michael doesn't do much of the killings. There's this other guy who was accused of killing somebody who goes completely apeshit and does some killing. And you can kind of tell they were adapting Halloween 3, but they wanted to keep the Michael narrative, and it was a mess. Um, it really makes you appreciate Halloween 2018. So much Halloween kills, but Halloween ends. It's like any trilogy. They did not make the landing it's bad and it's really bad and you're just kind of like oh okay when's michael gonna kill somebody here so yeah i don't recommend halloween ends at all i've been debating on getting the extended cut but i'm kind of like do i want an extra half hour of disappointment 
Well, it can't be worse than Ghostbusters 2016. Oh. Here's the thing with Ghostbusters. <laughs> Everybody gets mad at me on this because controversial opinion. Yes, Ghostbusters 2016 was a failure. However, Sony still made their money on it. It brought attention back to the originals. And it gave us Afterlife. And it will give us Firehouse at the end of the year. It was a necessary evil, unfortunately. It sucked. But without it, we would not have the true Ghostbusters 3 that we got. Nor would we would have gotten Ecto Cooler. And I have a recipe right. for that. But like original rec you know, Ecto Cooler. Erecto Cooler. God damn. Ecto Cooler. Original Ecto Cooler utilizing Tampico Centrus Punch and I uh, should I say to interrupt you to quote capped language. <laughs> and uh Minute Made. <laughs> Minute Made Lemonade and Tampico Citrus Punch. It's four parts Tampico Citrus Punch. One part Minute Made Lemonade, then about three or four drops of green food coloring until you get the right coloring. And presto, you have 80 style Ecto Cooler. And it's all Coke products. And it's technically official because even Coke kind of confirmed it recently. It's like, I haven't, other than like uh, watching. Avatar and watching, you know, Hellraiser and a few of the others that I haven't watched that many movies uh, in 2022. For me, that I can recall. When it comes but, to 2022, my top three movies number one, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. If in March it doesn't take every last Oscar that's out there, fuck the Academy. Because it is broken. the academy as it is. It's already it has been broken. But it's it's a better multiverse story than it has any right to be, and it's better than anything that Marvel will ever make. Um, that's my number one. My number two is motherfucking prey. I loved prey. And it aggros me. Oh, that everybody looks at the actress that gets to slay the Predator and pray. Oh, she needs to be in a Marvel movie. She already has been in a Marvel TV series. Fuck her being in a Marvel movie. Put her in Star Wars as Ventress. Then we'll talk. And then finally, my number three movie, of course, is Hellraiser. I love the new Hellraiser. Curious about the new series that's going to be coming out. I think it's on Showtime, but there's going to be a TV series that's more based in the original series Hellraiser. And I hope they crib a lot from the comic books that Clive Barker put out. But I also hope, because Clive Barker wants to write more stories about the Hell Priestess from the new Hellraiser, that happens too. Speaking of, uh, by Barker. I want um, Nightbreed to be on Greedo so I can pick it up. I'll spend the 13 bucks for it. It's on Shutter. Do you want my login? They have you both. You got Shutter? 
Yes, they have both cuts on Shudder, the theatrical and the director's cut. I might have to steal that off you. All right, I'll hook you up. I'm in, but uh, it's that aspect of I what I got into watching Nightbreed on the original. I have it on DVD somewhere. I saw the uh, director's cut, and I love that too. I was worried about the director's cut. It's good. It's good for work. Yeah, I, I love it's exceptionally yeah. good. I loved it. It's like it, it it added a little bit to it. It added just enough. It didn't ruin it. It's like I was scared that it was going to ruin. That's like my I thoughts wish on it. whoever did that work print to restore it did the work print for Alien Three. Because dear God, if that work print of Alien Three would have got out, we would have a hell of a lot more respect for Fincher than what we should. Uh, it. I still hope we get Neil Blomkamp's Alien Five, but you know that's neither here nor there. I can dream. And the thing is, if Hasbro Pulse has that pulse rifle, and it's just so tempting, but I don't want to mod it and paint it and do everything else with it to make it right. Oh yeah. Uh, right, download it. The good thing is, if we you give me that log in the past, not only would I be able to see it, I'll be able to at least watch some of the Joe Bob stuff. Check that out. Well, here's something I want to tell you about. But, a lot of people hate old school gamer, which is a online kind of like supplier for retro controllers and whatnot that are third party. They actually make an HDMI video capture card for the PC. It is choice. Like, you get it. It's less than 20 bucks. I recommend you get an HDMI splitter, a couple long HDMI cords, and a USB-C, like, charging cable. Make sure it's pretty long as well. Then that way you can split your feed out, have everything feed to your computer. It's HDMI. You can make copies of any movie off of any streaming service you want, plus any game that you want as well, including all the wonderful cutscenes that Sony and Xbox likes to block. Speaking of, since we were on the topic of gaming, so the Dead Space remake. I noticed so far is only Xbox Series S and PlayStation 5. However, the digital copy says X and S. So does that mean on my X I can play the new Dead Space remake? I don't think so. It has to be a Series S. But it says X slash S. That's referring to the pulling this out here. Don't break, don't break, bag, don't break. They're referring to I have it much there. Part of me wants to uh, give it to one of my other friends, but I'm afraid that as soon as I give it to somebody, that version's going to fucking pop on me. This version. 
The one with the white speaker in it. What looks like a white speaker. This version. Is it the one I have? Yeah. Yours is the step below this. Okay. Because like this when is I the said slash X slash S, I was like, but I'm like $60 and will it play? Um, your version is, um, you have, when it comes to Xbox One, you have the OG, what they call the VCR version, which is the okay. one that's like this thick. Okay. It's like two inches. It's like an old school VCR thick. Right, right. And the one you have is pretty much the 0.5 version of okay. this. Damn. It's the step between the original and this version. Okay. Because I but was the strain. Thinking about picking it up digitally, and I'm like, eh, I don't know. It may or may not. I do not because the reason I say that is because oddly, if people want to look at the specs of between what you have and what this is, what you have might be slight. It comes off as slightly more powerful, but this depends on the game. Okay. The, the reason why I say is because. Like- 60 bucks is a hell of an ask. You know what I mean? It's bad enough I want to get the uh, Dead Island, new Dead Island, I uh, say the true Dead Island 2 yeah. when it comes out uh, next month. But paying 60 bucks for something that's equivalent of 312, you know, 500 uh, megs is small. Like, what the hell is it? It's probably closer to like what. Destiny is, but this is going back in my box as protection, just in case that poo bars on me. Yep. Um, if not, I got to weird. I've been pay- playing a lot of PS3 lately because I've been picking up those titles for super cheap. But one thing, uh, about what? Arkham what? Origins. Oh, uh, just that there's constant getting or no. Uh, I haven't played it yet. Uh, I have yeah. Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, and obviously on the PS4 I have Arkham Knight. But I saw there was an Arkham Origins on three, and I'm like, well, what's this? I wonder if it's on Game Pass. Because, uh, like, the retro game store I go to has it, like, for, like, three or four dollars, and it's kind of like, but I know Arkham City's good, I know Arkham Knight's good, I know Arkham Asylum's good, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, yeah, I have, um, Origins. Arkham, Arkham, Arkham Knight is on, um, game pass yes. but and plus i own it anyway so but gossip uh the new one's not out yet it's yeah. not on game pass but the only one i want to play that's new is gonna be of course uh kill the justice league because that is the last role uh for uh batman the animated series voice oh what was his i don't know that one that passed recently. 
You mean Kevin Conroy? Yes. He plays the Batman in Kill the Justice League. Where you play as the Suicide Squad. Harley, Croc, Deadshot, Boomerang, and a couple others. Because that's what oh, they advertise at the most recent like gaming expo. They're all like, this is Kevin's last role. Upside is I Oh, there's why I was able to look so quick is because I have my uh, Xbox up and running, so it's easy for me to check things as I go. Like, you have your computer up and running. And just for your information, I do have the Cowabunga. Uh, it should be able to... Cowabunga collection. Yes, I have that. In my library, so you should have access that to that too. I have it on my PS4. You know me; it's Turtles. I went out and bought it. I have yet to play it, but I have it on mine. It's like oh, I wanted it because you got both the full arcade editions of the Konami games, right? And of course, uh, the most recent game, Revenge of the Shredder. I love it. I was on Game Pass for a while. I yeah. think I played. I played a chunk of it, but there's there's like a section of it I couldn't get past. Uh, Me, my brother, and my kid played through it. Like we played the whole way through it. We haven't unlocked everything, but we have beat the game. I couldn't get past the uh, uh, the sci- the scientist that turned himself into a fly. Oh, I couldn't Baxter get past Stockton. that. Yeah, I couldn't get past Baxter. Baxter. I can hop on the Xbox sometime. We can two-player it. But just that I couldn't get to him. I was having issues. Like, all right, I'll I'll pass it. It's a good one. Yeah, fun to get uh the Cowabunga collection. Oh, that's a good one too. I love but I love both of them. I like those two. I don't think you'd be able to get the uh uh Shredder's Revenge, because I think that's Game Pass, and I don't think you'd have access. You might be able to download it through my account on your system. Right. Because my account's on yours. You'd be able to download it and do it. Anything that you download through Game Pass, meaning my show's account doesn't have Game Pass, but if I download something off of Game Pass, I'm able to play it on my show. Shows account because it's downloaded to my system. Okay, so well, you should, you, so you, so you should be able to do it that way. If it's a couple it's bucks, a, I don't a, mind picking up something. At least that's how I roll. But, uh, yeah, no, I was just curious because everybody's been playing the new Dead Space and I'm like, uh, whoa. So, is there any movies or games that you're looking forward to playing? Um, let's see. Oh, uh, Shredder's Revenge on uh, 
or it's, watching. It's like twenty five bucks. It's twenty five bucks. Twenty twenty dollars with Game Pass. Twenty five, but twenty with a uh, Game Pass. But it's usually depending. It might be on sale. So I know limited stuff like that run awesome. had it pretty cheap for a while, but you know how limited run is. Let me see. Mm-hmm. That's part of what I'm watching now. Getting into. Shredder's Revenge is 30 bucks on many platforms. It's cheapest on uh, PS4. Like, it's just under 30 bucks on PS4 for a physical copy. I said for... That's for physical. Digital for 25. But you get a free pizza with the physical copy. Ooh. A lot, an extra large Pizza Hut pan pizza. Come on, man. Come on, man. That's uh, like for me, what I want to watch now is that, uh, pays for itself. I've been watching the the Night Court reboot. Decent. It's okay. It's not. I'm willing to give it the uh, at least. The first season of shot. If you could reboot, I'm saying something. It's not like if you could reboot any TV series, what would you reboot, and why? Me, the A team, the A team. Despite the fact that we got an A, yeah, maybe the A team. Yeah. Um. They already tried to reboot Knight Rider. Didn't fucking work out. Um, it never does. I would. Me personally, as strange as it sounds, I would reboot Northern Exposure. Do you remember that one? Uh, I I do, but I haven't really watched it. The doctor who gets stuck up in Alaska because he gets like a co- uh, contract where they pay for all of his college, right. but he's got to be up there for like four or five years. Oh, yeah, yeah. Doctor. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like a small town. And the bartender wasn't the bartender like a former uh, descendant of a former king or some shit like that? Uh, yes. And uh, I remember uh, seeing a couple episodes that it just didn't hook me too much. He married like the high school beauty queen up. <laughs> Who was supposed to be married to the rich guy, but it didn't work out. So she went with the bartender who's like twice her age. He also used to race this as a... dogs and whatnot. How about this as a reboot? Huh. See if it'll work nowadays. Reboot Xena. See if it'll work in today's market. It might. <sighs> But would you also reboot Hercules in the same process? Or would you wait? I'd say do it the reverse. The way Hercules started uh, with everything, with the movies and the series, and it spawned Xena because she was a popular character. Why not do it the reverse? Start with Xena, see if it works. Have 
Hercules to see if it'll work the opposite direction. Okay. That way you're not starting with something male oriented. Okay. You're starting with fe- something female oriented and see if something that way works out. And it could kind of work, especially if you're not as we stated before, push it, shoving down that agenda down the throat, yes. but it, it kind of kept, kept the same similar things that this is, a, in essence, a strong woman. You have that kept everything flavor, and she not there. Yeah. Not there, right. And she's not like, I'm doing it, but you could have it woven in a little bit. Um, I've, or if you want, how about this for a classic old school show? Reboot uh, Designing Women. Okay. I, I no, Some people might go say it's blasphemy and say Golden Girls, but no, you, you don't know. No, even that, yeah, I'd say that's blasphemy. That. You, don't, you don't touch that. Um, designing Women, because that some of that stuff touched on a lot of... What about uh, Murder, She Wrote, but with a new actress? Maybe. Me, Angela Lansbury kind of made that show. Yeah. But yes. we could find a new older actress who could play that part. Bring in Dolly Parton. <laughs> no, Bring in I've Dolly always, Parton. I've always wanted to make a movie with Dolly Parton and Cassandra Peterson. You have Elvira and Dar- Dolly Parton, uh, Parton as sisters. I want to say... I- Honestly, I saw your post where you put that up. It's like some part of me wants to see that shit. Part of me wants to see that shit. It'd be a sequel to like the first Elvira movie, but then you find out she has a sister and she's all country. And yeah, it just works. Personally, that- though, I want to get John Cena, John Cena, put in a little horn noise. Um, but I want him to play Son of Ernest. You know, uh, Ernest P. Whirl, son of Ernest. You can have him all done up with the like gray shirt, the 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 jean vest, the jeans on, the gray painter's hat. He's cleaning up at the local gym. Accidentally gets involved into wrestling. (laughs) It would play out. Tell me you would not watch that movie. (laughs) I would probably watch just like. (laughs) I'd probably angry watch it, and if it's done right, I'd be like, I'd be forced to be like, motherfucker, man, motherfucker. I wanted this, hating this bullshit, and I wound up loving it, motherfucker. But the trick is, is you got to get Ron Cherry involved, who was, of course, you know, the original Ernest, kind of like wrangler and writer for the scripts. You got to get him involved. You know, you got to bring in some other elements of the surviving cast from the show. He needs to have rim shot. The dog, come on, we got this. It's a money right. maker. <laughs> that that's the aspect you got to figure. I know I have it lurking around my place. I'm sure you have a copy somewhere, and that is uh, Disney's Atlantis. Yes, the Lost Empire. I think. Have you watched? Have Live you watched the commentary on it? <laughs> Granted, yes. Have you listened to the commentary on that? Yes. Yeah. Bert, uh, 
Cookies lines were they said cookies and the guy who played the uh, uh demolition at expert mm-hmm. never were on script. They never went by the script. Never. Never. And I love the fact that they love they used Mike Mingla's artwork, the guy who created Hellboy. Yeah. For basically the designs in Atlantis. So obviously, if you remade it, we know who we want to direct it. Yeah. Gilmero del Toro. Del Toro. I, I some part of me want uh, wants to see Tom Holland as uh the professor, uh who was voiced by Michael J. Fox. That, well, it's that like the role. other day, like uh, I was debating with Jay Saunders of Blair Witch fame. You know, he's talking about bad movies as remakes, and he throws out Killer Clowns as a bad movie with Taka Watiti to do the remake, and I'm like, no, that's completely in No, 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 no. See, I was like, number one... Something like that. I'm like, number one, Killer Clowns is not a bad movie. Number two... It just, it's it's cheese. There's different... It's cheese. It's a bad movie, but it's be- it's not bad. It's not intentionally bad. It's bad to be good. And right. not only that, it's the Kaido brothers who are notoriously special effects artists making a movie that's special effects heavy. So you're not going to get somebody like Taka Watiti to direct it. Now, if I had Taka Watiti to direct a movie, granted, I feel kind of cheated that we didn't get his version of Akira because, yes, he was set to do the live action Akira. And my brain just goes, but I could see Taka Watiti redoing Brain Dead, aka Dead Alive, because he's a Kiwi and it's from his country and it's right up his crazy ass alley. If you wanted to, Robert Rodriguez for Akira. Robert Rodriguez for Akira. Oh, Robert Rodriguez <laughs> for every an- anime movie based. Let's do Nausicaa. He, like, he, he can do it. <laughs> he did, I, I'll say this. Uh, though there were some, you and I could both agree, we said this before, there were some inaccuracies with Battle Angel, but he did such a phenomenal job. I want the sequel. It was, I want the sequel too. He put, uh, Volume one with a mix of volume two. One, uh, volume volume two with a mix of volume uh, volume three with a mix of volume two. Have the two book two be the bridge between the two story arcs. Like, right, have that little bit of two, put in three, and do it that way. Oh, dude, so good. He did such a good job. Such a good job. It's like there's everything that he was needed. It was like. Just let uh, Cameron bring in the cash, let him produce. Just let Robert Rodriguez do everything else. Let him, let him work the budget. Let him work his magic. Oh yeah, let him work his magic. Agreed. So, anyways, I, I should probably wrap this up because we've gone on way longer than what I've expected to. Yeah, all your fault. All your fault. Damn it! It's all your fault. There's so much stuff we had to cover in the reboot, because and, and there's so the much. Reboot. And so much that we could probably talk about too. Yes, so. yes. But we could for go now, on for hours. But anyways, and we, we already did. <laughs> so let's go over again who you are, where we can find you. I am the. I am Chris. I am known as the Reverend Godfather on the Long Coat Mafia podcast. I am found 
wherever podcasts are found. Uh, just search for the Long Coat Mafia podcast. We are usually the first ones that come up. Just look for the little man in the suit as the graphic, and we are there. Uh, website uh, website is thelongcoatmafia.podbean.com. Uh, we are on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. So, and we are on Instagram at longcoatmafia, I think. It's been such a long time since I did this aspect of the show, so I'll just leave it at that. Groovy. Groovy. And how do you feel about your OnlyFans premiere? <laughs> I feel so dirty. Good luck with so. <laughs> I don't need luck. <laughs> so anyways, this, of course, was Sasha After Dark, the podcast of darkness. I, of course, am Sasha, the first and thus far only trans-pan horror hostess out of Pennsylvania. Uh, you can find me anywhere social media youtube etc just look for sasha the princess of darkness and you'll find me in my dark dark ways obviously chris is a constant contributor to our show and we'll gladly have him back on anytime he wants to be more like constant more like constant annoyance that's <laughs> ah, okay it's fun but anyways we thank you and as i always say unpleasant screams And it looks like George is on Xbox. I might poke him.
Welcome back, everybody. I know this episode is uh, already long enough as it is. It's been a while since we kind of uh, posted an episode this stinking long. But as promised here, there, there are some updates because this episode was recorded uh, early January. And some stuff has come up and some stuff is still coming out. Uh, one of which is, let's start with the whole Rick and Morty and Justin Rowland scenario. And that is, uh, one of the things that's come out is that uh, Justin was not really involved with anything behind the scenes with Rick and Morty other than his lines in it, and his voice acting work. Uh, and other folks have ed- allegedly claimed that he has... Uh, harassed them in certain ways. Uh, again, this is all alleged. Uh, things have to come out. So uh, things still haven't come out in regards to the verdict or how everything has fallen. Now, in regards to the whole uh, D&D scenario, some of the sounds you hear right now is me pulling up uh, uh, the whole YouTube because that's where I get some of my information, some of the news stuff that has come out. Now, one of the things that has, even though things have worked themselves out with the whole uh, uh, OGL scenario and uh, Wizards of the Coast kind of backed away from that. Now, there are allegations that the, the shoe, other shoe has not dropped yet. And their Wizards of the Coast is still kind of hiding some scummy stuff. And that they are currently about to hold a Dungeons and Dragons summit in Washington State somewhere closer to their headquarters and that they are uh, kind of paying uh, all meaning they're paying influencers to come meaning they're sending invites to the the big folks or the big influencers, the ones that might have two or three million subscribers to their YouTube channels, their uh, their Twitch followings, and so forth and so on, and bring those folks over, uh, expenses be damned type of things. Like, hey, come to our summit. Uh, your plane tickets, your hotel, hell, like maybe even your rental car. Uh, everything will be ex- everything's going to be bought and paid for you just come on out we have a few things to say and you're allowed to record things and post up what's been said sort of thing and some folks have stated that there might be hidden conditions in regards to this summit meaning that you could post uh certain things but not other things meaning if wizards of the coast says hey we're putting out x y and z books next year uh, or upcoming these are all the positives and these are the possible negative uh these are all the things and if that influencer says hey wait a minute that sounds a little bit scummy they can't say that is, that is scummy meaning uh, let's t- let's use this scenario uh they could say hey we're going to give everybody a bottle of water and if that influencer says yet if they if that influencer says, hey, if you take the top off and dump it on your pants, you're going to have wet pants and possibly a wet floor too. And therefore, Wizards of the Coasts will come out and say, we don't like the fact that you said if you open up the cap and dump it on your pants, you're going to get wet pants and 
have possibly a wet floor. So therefore, how dare you say that? And because you said that, you're not coming back to the summit next year. Or the fact that there, and that's one concern some folks are having right now in regards to it. And the other thing is, uh, other influencers and other folks that have a large following on like YouTube or TikTok, uh, like the YouTuber and TikToker DND Short has stated that he wasn't really invited. He, ha he hasn't been invited yet. And the main reason why he might be not invited or hasn't been invited yet is because he was very critical of the OGL update that was supposedly released. Now, again, as stated in my broadcast, when this was initially released uh, and Wizards of the Coast was saying, no, no, th this was a test. Uh, this this was just a draft and all that. Th we sent it out, and yet a lot of folks that were big in the in industry in regards to indie con independent content were saying, no, th if this wasn't was just a draft, why wasn't it said in the whole aspect of the contracts that y'all sent, why do we have to sign NDA, why do we have to sign contracts saying that this is the new OGL, etc., 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 and which now we all know that's been walked back, and now everybody, again, is waiting for the other shoe to drop, and a lot of folks might be saying that it's, that other shoe might be dropping, as soon as this summit comes out, depending on how many folks are going to say, hey, yeah, we'll say a whole mess of good stuff. And yet when they get back from the summit, they'll post on a, a TikTok or, or YouTube saying, yeah, this is all the stuff that they told us. Yeah, but yeah, but but we'll find out uh, as soon as we find out, we'll probably share some of the news and some updates down the line. I just want to let you all know about some of these updates i'm sure there's a whole mess of other stuff uh i still have in regards to the whole um uh hulu situation in regards to watching the last of us there's a whole mess of episodes i still have yet to watch uh i'm there's been an issue with hulu on my end in regards to they want to kind of pull this whole aspect oh you kind of shut down your system and uh, therefore we logged you out and when i tried to log back in it's uh yeah your uh, login and pass don't work uh why uh um uh uh, uh yeah it's got to be the same as your uh, disney plus password and when i make the change to a one-size-fits-all on both platforms at the same, it's like, yeah, uh, we can't really log you in, um, uh, uh, we can't, yeah, you gotta make a new password, I uh, make a new password, and it's the same horse hacky type of stuff, and it's just, once all that's fixed, uh, that's just a minor thing, but still, um, overall, I have, uh, another episode I have to put together, uh, in regards to everything, as I hinted out, stay tuned for that um, here on your favorite podcasting platform, whether it be Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, so forth and so on. And remember, folks, remember, ladies and gentlemen, if you hear ads either before, during, or after this podcast, we didn't put those there. Apple, Google, or 
Heck, Podbean put them there because we didn't authorize that. We don't get any money off of that. We, we're too small. We're way too small to get any type of funding in any way, shape, or form. So um, that being said, uh, check out our the description for all our links to other places where it be our social media like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and so forth and so on. We'll try to do some streaming one of these days on Twitch, see how well that goes. But still, uh, for that, for now, check out the descriptions for all that fun jazz in regards to social media. And stay tuned to your podcast catching app of choice. Again, whether it be I, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc., etc., for the next episode. If not, till then, if you're not caught up, please get caught up check out our past episodes whether it be through podbean apple Podcasts, google Podcasts. check us out heck go to podbean.com uh check us out on podbean because that's where you'll get every episode since the beginning all 300 and change not just the past 90 and change the whole shebang so and remember our website is thelongcoatmafia.podbean.com and our email if you want to contact us for whatever reason it is longcoatmafia at gmail.com so and we'll see you all next episode take care i'm the rev and i am out of here because this episode has been long enough it's over three hours and 20 minutes you've been listening to the long coat mafia podcast the internet's most hated and mafia-themed geek podcast. <laughs>